0: you ready? I said, are you ready for Let's Talk Woe
1: Hockey? And now, here are our hosts, Beth and Courtney.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Hockey season. It is right around the corner, like Summer has gone. Uh, wake me up when September ends, as Green Day would say, because we're halfway there and, and hockey is about to start. I'm your girl, yes. Beth. This is Courtney over here. Hi, it's me. We're trying to remember how to do this because we took I don't our not to have to talk. summer. <laughs> I don't remember how to talk. I don't remember, like, words. What are, what are words? Like, I,
0: I had don't to come know. up with
2: a sign because that's been, like, empty. <laughs> for a really long time so i had to like (laughs) come up with something to put on there um this is season three episode two i mean yeah episode one happened like several (laughs) months ago
0: but i was gonna say when the heck did episode one happen it was the the last
2: episode we recorded about like the phf final and all of that fun Uh, stuff um we should just call this like season 3.5 then because season three, uh, episode 1.5 like we we did intend to record this episode much sooner than now but things happened in the women's hockey world and i needed some time to digest the things that happened you know it's know- kind
0: of funny I was, I was watching our, you know, beautiful intro video as it was playing and realized a lot of things in that video don't exist
2: anymore. <laughs> uh, well, all of the, the PHF highlights
0: in that video, <laughs> those teams don't ex- exist anymore. And, um, uh, and- Jonathan Tabes as captain of the Blackhawks doesn't exist anymore. Corey Crawford hugging people doesn't exist anymore there was a sign of life recently though so
2: there was he was actually at a concert with scott darling (laughs) which is like the greatest like this i'm not gonna lie it was the second greatest reunion that's happened in the last month because the first greatest reunion in my teeny bopper heart was in sync (laughs) reuniting for the first time in a decade and presenting an award (laughs) and then like going on to do all these other things so my like little like elder millennial heart is just a flutter because come on now i mean i mean I mean I was I was more of a backstreet girl but I can appreciate it I never really differentiated between the two like I listened to both <laughs> I never really had like okay. a, one over the other I, I had more in sync memorabilia mm-hmm. than I had backstreet voice things like I have all the marionette like figures and stuff like that <laughs> um but like I never really I never like, yeah.
0: yeah I never really knew there was a rivalry until I got older so yeah i mean whatever
2: it is what it is but we planned on recording this like after the the nhl draft and then (laughs) like the day we were going to record the women's hockey world exploded literally and that that recording was canceled and now here we are several months later picking up where we left off so episode two hooray it's finally (laughs) here We, of course, as always, brought to you by Five and a Game Sports Network. Make sure to check out um, the network and the socials on Instagram and Twitter. It is at Five and a Game SN. And the TikTok is actually deactivated, so I'll have to update that later. Uh, and of course, before I forget, make sure you follow us on the socials as well on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Talkwell cool Hockey Pod. And you should probably be watching this on YouTube because that's where all the fun happens, and you can see all the crazy. And you can follow us and subscribe on YouTube at Let's Talk Well Hockey. Make sure you like, subscribe, and click the bell, and like, like, and comment, and do all those YouTubey things. Um, we're gonna start with ironically enough the less painful part of hockey offseason which was actually the blackhawks um
0: (laughs) for once
2: for once it it wasn't men's hockey that like shattered my heart um
0: i guess we should start off with like the sad thing that happened with the blackhawks though which uh uh so rocky Wartz died <laughs> i don't did. mean to laugh at that it's just it was so out of nowhere that it doesn't it, seem real you know yeah no and <laughs> so
2: rocky words did pass away um it was it was definitely a shock like it was one of those mm-hmm. i think you texted me and we're like uh seeing on twitter that rocky words died and i was like i'm sorry what i know and then i got on twitter because I won't call it the other thing, because it's always going to be Twitter. It's um it's Twitter. <laughs> uh, I, I got on Twitter and was like, hold on, what? I texted announcer dad, and he was like, hold on, what? I know, and... I
0: texted uh Papa Dagger, and he was like,
2: huh? <laughs> yeah. No one, like, I mean, yes, he was older. Like, right. don't get me wrong, he wasn't, like, in his 30s. But, like... He was
0: never, like, no decrepit.
2: <laughs> one was, no. Like, no one was expecting this at all. And apparently from... What little did come out, he had been fighting off an illness for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he did pass, surrounded by his loved ones. Um, as much as you and I, especially, had our issues with some of the things that happened with Rocky Words, that does not lessen the fact that he is the reason the Blackhawks are what they are today. Absolutely. Um, after his father passed. And the dollar billboard stays ended. Rocky really revived this franchise. Um, mm-hmm. Made it one of the fans and of the people. Made it more accessible. And for that, we will always be grateful. Um, 100%. I will never not be grateful for that. It doesn't discount the awful things that happened, especially in the last two years. Um, it doesn't discount his tirade at that town hall meeting. But mm-hmm. he is the reason... That we are where we are today. i um,
0: thankful for the good things he did while still acknowledging that, uh, yes. you know, as all humans are, he's very flawed, some more so than others. And yes. in his later years, perhaps maybe more so, <laughs> but he did do a lot for the Blackhawks and probably hockey in general, just with the influence he had and the money that he put into the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I- I feel like fifth third probably wouldn't exist if not for
2: for Rocky. Um, Definitely. I, I mean, mean I would Johnny's Ice House was great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But fifth third I
0: probably is- wouldn't be here as a hockey fan if it wasn't for Rocky because they were never on TV. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and even I being mean, in Rockford here, that's still far enough away to where there's some separation between yeah. The Blackhawks fans of Chicago and Chicagoland,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and well in Rockford. Without Rocky, you might not have your piggies because <laughs> this is also
2: true. Which the, you- the 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 Rockford IceHogs were a team that didn't exist up until um, the late 2000s. Uh, <laughs> previously, the Blackhawks affiliation was the Norfolk Admirals. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much most of. The still remaining from the initial days of the Rockford Icehog staff, they were Admiral staff. Mark Bernard played for the Hampton Roads Admirals. Um, So, I mean, the the, the piggies might not exist if not for Rocky Works. I mean, they
0: were a UHL team before Mm -hmm. they came into the AHL. So I don't know if he or the Blackhawks had something to do with that. Obviously, I wasn't around in the hockey world at that time. Even though so I'm did. born and raised here in Rockford, and like, <laughs> they're just not a big thing yeah. here, but the the Blackhawks did
2: make the decision to move the team to Rockford and and okay. basically make the Rockford Ice IceHogs an AHL team.
0: Okay.
2: Um, and essentially in doing that, they actually basically took the staff that they could, mm-hmm. the staff that was willing to go from Norfolk to Rockford. Okay. Um, which is where. Mark Bernard and Al McIsaac and all these mm-hmm. other folks came from. Uh, I, I mean, both Mark and Al played for the Hampton Roads Admirals back in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> um, I actually have Al McIsaac and Mark Bernard trading cards in this house somewhere. <laughs> um, so they they took the staff that they wanted to take and that was willing to go, and then the affiliation changed um, since the Blackhawks were now playing in with Rockford as their AHL mm-hmm. affiliate. The Admirals got a new AHL affiliate. Um, I don't want to talk about it because it was the Tampa Bay lightning and then they <laughs> broke my heart. Um, so, I mean, Rocky did a lot for this organization, a lot for yeah. the fans of this sport
0: mm-hmm. from
2: everything that I've heard. Um, and most of this is after his death. Cause you know, the stories always come out after someone dies about different things. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute gem of a human being. Um, yeah, man in the street, um, the-
0: that's kind of the interesting thing, you know, right, mm-hmm. especially with all of the bad media that surrounded the Blackhawks. There were no bad stories that came out about Rocky after he passed.
2: Yeah, the only bad story really is his reaction at that town hall. Yes, which which even... can't be forgotten. No.
0: For as much good as he did, that can't be forgotten. And that has no. to be mentioned because it's mm-hmm. very important and it's an important part of... The Blackhawks history and their launching pad to hopefully move forward into a more positive space. But and I mean, even the Jenner
2: and Block report did say that Rocky was not aware
0: mm -hmm.
2: of anything that was going on, which I mean, a CEO chairman of a team generally, they're not typically involved in the day to day operations and problems mm -hmm. and things like that that happen. Um, So, And His I mean, reaction at that town hall was atrocious. Like we yeah. had a whole a whole wine fueled rant about. This <laughs> oh, concert. we did. Oh, we um, did. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it, it is awful.
0: It is tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and has he, a family, you know. Like yeah. as as much as you may not have liked the guy, not you, Beth, but just yes. the general you. As general, much as the, some the, people, the <laughs> you. yeah. As much as some people may not have liked the man. I mean, he still has a family and it's sad for them, much like with we how we saw with the passing of Bobby Hull, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, well, and I mean, Bobby Hole, that one was tough for my dad and right. if something's
2: hard for my dad. like, <laughs> yeah. It, it gives me feelings. And anytime I interacted with Bobby, he was an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. Um, he was such a kind, kind man in his later years. I can't speak for him in his younger days. I never <laughs> knew him. I was not even a twinkle in someone's <laughs> eye, nor were either of my parents for some of his earlier days. Right. Like, I can only speak from my personal experience, which was anytime I interacted with Bobby, he was just a kind, genuine wonderful old man and the other part of that is we do have to give people the opportunity to change and grow and get better you can't just say you were this way 20 years ago so you must still be this way today Mm -hmm. you have to allow people to change and grow and become better human beings yep and you also have to allow people the chance to show Mm -hmm. that they're a better human being however there are some cases, like with the guy who used to wear number 65 for the Blackhawks. I'm not even going to say his name. When someone continually shows you who you are, who they yeah. are, believe them. Like, yeah,
0: this is true. But And I mean, people also have to be understanding if some Hawks fans or hockey fans or just people in general don't like that person because of what mm-hmm. they did like that that's valid yeah. as well oh for sure like i'm not saying love everybody oh of but, course not. of course not.
2: but if someone messes up mm-hmm. and it's significantly awful horrible barring a few exceptions there are obviously exceptions to everything. there are but exceptions yes <laughs> if it's the worst of the worst like we're right. done Right. Um, but, and, I
0: mean he was he, he was getting to that edge
2: but he, he was he was and I mean I, I'm never one of those like it was a different time whatever kind of situations right. but you also have to take in the cultural significance of when some things happened
0: exactly because
2: life was different
0: things were different and mm-hmm. uh, that has to be understood while also recognizing that it's not okay but these things have changed over time which is a sign of progress and maybe if he was that same age now or in these days Mm -hmm. things would be different you'd have to hope that at least yeah exactly in saying how much of a good man he seemed public-facing in his later years because that's all we're gonna know we weren't in his private life you just have to hope that that is truly the man he became yeah
2: in his later years i know i saw some articles um and even after his passing uh bobby's children and grandchildren even said like he was not that man anymore Mm -hmm. um and i mean if his if his family's willing to like come out in public they state like i understand that he may have done this 50 60 years ago
0: right But he is no longer that man. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's big. Yeah. And you have to, you can't just take that with a grain of salt. I mean, of course, Mm -hmm. people maybe close to somebody want to have their memories seem better. But if they're also acknowledging that it happened, it's not nothing. Yeah. And again, if people don't like him because of what happened, that's totally valid. Yeah. We understand that. And we're not sitting here like, yay, Bobby Hall, yay, yeah. no. Rocky Wurtz. No. no, not at all. And be, w- yeah, we, we understand some important people in Blackhawks world and they have families and both yeah. of them did a lot for mm-hmm. the Hawks and hockey. So,
2: yeah. And I mean, even in his later years, Bobby still did a lot for hockey. Oh my God. So. <laughs>
0: He would I mean, sit there and sign autographs until his hand fell off if he was yeah. allowed to. He would. And I'd, I'd been in lines where that
2: happened. The first time I yep. met him when I was really young, my dad intentionally made us the last people in line
0: mm-hmm. because,
2: granted, this was in the 90s, so obviously information didn't travel as easily as it does now. Yeah, But even then, 20 plus years ago, Bobby was the guy who would go well past his time. At any convention or signing Mm -hmm. or anything that he was at, because he wouldn't just sign things and like take a quick picture and have you leave. He had conversations with you. He talked to you. He asked you why you fell in love with this game. And all these other things. I mean, me, my mom and dad were all in matching Barbara Pole Blackhawk jerseys.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have one of them. You on have one. one. You like have them. one
2: of the jerseys that from was worn. Dad. <laughs> that is from announcer dad. That was the jersey that um, was worn. Mine is actually in the closet um, <laughs> that I wore. But I mean, he always took the time. My dad made sure we were last in line because he knew we were mm-hmm. going to have a great conversation with Bobby Hall. And it was, I I still remember it to this day. I was a little starstruck, not only because Bobby was there, but the table next to him was Rocket Richard.
0: Oh, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Lord. Yeah.
2: Like <laughs> talk about like hockey nerd, like, oh, like there was a so two tables in front of me. And
0: like that 20 foot Just was like 15 feet
2: of tables <laughs> for so many goals, like goaltender <laughs> so, nightmares within 15 yeah. feet uh and so it's i mean i was awestruck because i was literally mm-hmm. standing in front of nhl greatness right and he had a whole conversation with us my dad worked with him several times when he lived in illinois mm-hmm. um and worked at rocket ice and he knew my dad by name like without without being introduced my dad ran into him at his birthday game at the united center and he was on a little scooter and oh, my gosh. He, he walked up and said you know hey mr hall it's great to see you and he goes Donnie. If I have to tell you, (laughs) call me Bobby one more time. Like, he remembered my dad's name, which, is I mean, that's your childhood hero. Like, if Patrick
0: Kane walked up to me and was like, hey, Beth, how are you? I'd be like... If Corey walked up to me and was like, hey, Courtney, I'd fall over. Yeah. That would be the end of me. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a little less end of me for me because i have
2: met and interacted with him in the past when he played for the admirals so it'd be like oh how do you remember me like that was a really really yeah. really long time ago um but like no i get it like a hundred percent because he it, it 20 years later he was like hey beth how are you i'd be like
0: um i know right Hood. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and like you just admit it, floop onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, and even it's funny because like the older I get, the less like starstruck I become, mm-hmm. because you know you you just get used to interacting with people and adults, yeah. and that's all players really are. Mm-hmm. But there's just certain ones that have just meant like so much to you in your hockey yeah. journey. It's like oh my god, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> oh yeah. oh yeah. well, and it's one of those things uh, to to all of our listeners. I will give you
2: the greatest piece of advice that my father ever gave to me, I will pass it on to you. If you are ever anywhere and you encounter a hockey player Mm -hmm. and they are say eating food, do not interrupt them. Yeah. Yeah. Do not interrupt them. Do not walk up while they're shoving like chicken wings or steak or whatever in their face. Wait until they have finished eating Mm -hmm. and have set their plate aside. Like napkin is gone Give them a chance to like take a drink of whatever yeah. beverage they are consuming, and then approach them. You will have a much nicer interaction. Yeah, like a hundred percent much nicer interaction. This this occurred when I met Bobby Orr. Really, <laughs> and like you gotta let people eat their food. These men expend a lot of energy playing hockey. Mm-hmm. You gotta they let need, them eat. They need some calories. <laughs> they need the food. Um, we are going to move on just cause we're just going to go down the wormhole that we do with our ADHD yeah. brains. If we don't, I do
0: want to tell one of my favorite stories about that though, just I'm because ready. it's a very nice story and I like it. So I went to college in Chicago, so I lived right downtown there and I saw a uh, caner out eating lunch a couple times at one spot. I won't say it just in case he ever comes back to Chicago <laughs> and goes there. I don't want people like <laughs> surrounding it. Um, it wasn't anything super fancy. It was almost like uh fast food, but um not anyway. So he walked in and we were sitting at a table and we were wearing Blackhawks jerseys that day, even though it wasn't a game date or anything. Yeah. And you know, he kind of smiled as he walked by and we were like, What the fuck? That's Patrick Kane. But we were gonna <laughs> bother him because like he's having lunch, you know. Yeah. And I saw one has- any- family yeah. there too. Yeah.
2: And they're, they're uh, grumpy
0: when they haven't eaten by the way exactly like, and talk to them after the not before employees came over to us and was like we know patrick Kane's here don't go bother him it's like what the fuck we're literally sitting here he's sitting like 10 feet away at the same table because they have like long tables mm-hmm. and you just sit there and we haven't done anything you really have to come over and say something Anyway, yeah. so when he was leaving, he bought a second meal, and he took it out to the homeless person who was sitting right outside the restaurant. Oh, Kena. And gave it to him and said hi, and then just went on about his day. That's... I know (laughs) that's one of my favorite stories about a hockey player (laughs) that that is not where
2: I was expecting the story to go in any way shape or form and I'm like
0: feelings I know so I've never actually met Patrick Kane Mm -hmm. but I have eaten lunch next to him a few times you know there you go like (laughs) and I'll close enough. He he
2: like gave you like the smile when he walked in so I mean he acknowledged your (laughs) existence
0: and we saw him and he saw us and that was that and that was nice He was like, and oh, you know okay, what? these people aren't going to bother me. That's fine. I'm going to eat my lunch. <laughs> and some of those interactions
2: they don't go that way. Like right. Right. they don't they don't go the like I saw you, you saw me mm-hmm. and then like you just went about your business. Like right. they usually n- escalate. Um photos yeah. are normally posted on some sort of social media app and then this poor person is just bombarded. Mm-hmm. um so yeah that's sure... one reason
0: like i didn't take any pictures or any of that mm-hmm. like he just i saw him there multiple times he goes there for lunch yeah or he did yeah. when he lived in chicago i don't want people just camping out and bugging him all the time yeah so well and it's like
2: yeah. he acknowledged you and and yeah. your awesomeness for not just like flipping out yeah. um and I mean, you let him keep his super secret lunch spot. So I'm sure wherever Patrick Kane is currently, he is super grateful <laughs> that he can probably still go to that restaurant and have lunch. Because I'm sure he'll
0: be back in Chicago very often, even during oh. the off season. It's... Oh, I'm sure.
2: Um, so with the passing of Rocky, yes. um, it was officially announced just a couple weeks ago that Danny Wurtz has officially been named. The chairman of the (laughs) Um, Blackhawks. That's how we got here. Um, He's going to still maintain his CEO title just like his father did many years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. He still said he's going to continue to do a lot of the same things operationally that he's been doing. He just has chairman next to his name now um, since his father has passed. And that was Rocky's only remaining title that he had left was chairman of Mm Blackhawks. So in that, he did also announce right around the same time that the black Blackhawk sweaters are coming back not he said it was not going to be this season um he wanted he wanted to set the appropriate expectation because could you mm-hmm. imagine waiting the entire season for the, the oh my god <laughs> sweater to come back, come back and then just being <laughs> filled with rage um he said it's not going to be this season um and it's possible that it may not be next season because fanatics is now the uniform sponsor um they want to give them some time to kind of Figure it out before they throw something new at them. I so, yeah,
0: Fanatics, hooray! Is that is that this coming season or is it after this mm-hmm. season? It's, it's begun. this coming season. It is. It is begun,
2: but according to the reports that I've seen, Fanatics will be using the same factories that uh-huh. Adidas did. So there's not going to be like a significant shift in how or how or where the jerseys are made so they're just branding them as fanatics now um bring back CCM jerseys come on
1: please
0: Reebok but weren't they the same company anyway
2: so yeah Reebok and CCM are the same company yeah (laughs) um so but like bring back the CCM jerseys just do it like give us what we want
0: want AHL jerseys
2: are still that yeah the ECHL's athletic knit Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, because they do a lot of sublimated jerseys for specialty nights, so Athletic Knit is much better at the sublimated situation. Gotcha. Um, So in this off season, Courtney and I have been discussing how insane this is. We're going to go to the draft first. Okay. Um, I guess that makes sense. So (laughs) the 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 draft happened, (laughs) and and the thing happened where we got Connor Bedard
0: somehow. I, I still don't understand. And four, like, God bless Kevin. Four Lee. lottery balls yeah. changed everything. Yeah.
2: Um, so, with the draft this season, the Blackhawks did have two first round picks, three second round picks, two third round picks, one sixth round pick, and one seventh round pick. Um, in the first round, they did draft Connor Bedard. Kyle yeah. Davidson was desperately trying to trade up <laughs> he was. in the first round. <laughs> And then no one drafted the guy who he wanted. So we got Oliver Moore at 19, which is just insanity. Like they kept showing Kyle on the phone and he was desperate.
0: He was, he was working that phone. I'm surprised it didn't melt in his hand. I am too. And I mean, he was honestly working the
2: phone the whole draft. Like Mm -hmm. there wasn't a time where he wasn't trying to make moves because he obviously knows what he wants to do in building this team, um so he's you know making things happen he's doing what he wants to do and then there was a, a brief moment in time on draft day where Josh Bailey was a black hawk oh yeah um, <laughs> he was a black hawk for about 47 minutes i think is the time stamps between him <laughs> being acquired and then him being traded uh he was he was traded he was acquired and then
0: traded for literally another pick. Um I totally and... thought that, that was a thing that happened. I, I, I remember it happening now just like I was like, oh, okay, Josh Bailey. And then I was like, oh just kidding. I know, same. I was like, oh that's that's fine. And oh, then okay. like, oh okay. goodbye It was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Um they did
2: obtain a sixth round pick in the draft as well, as well as a 2024 second round pick from the Flyers in exchange for the 51st overall pick. So there was a little bit of shuffling Um, For the second round picks, Courtney, I know you're super excited about the first pick of the second round. So I'm going to let you speak on this gentleman because I know it's a goalie goalie. and you want to know the last time we drafted in Nashville and got a goalie. Do we, do we remember who that was? Who was it?
0: Beth? I believe it was Corey Crawford. That's putting a lot of pressure on Sir Adam over here. <laughs> it is, but you know, like
2: we drafted real well last time in Nashville, so mm-hmm. hopefully, so,
0: yeah, history with repeats itself. the 35th pick here. We took Adam, is it Guyon? I believe it's Guyon. Okay. And he, what I remember of him is watching him in the World Juniors for mm-hmm. is it Czechia. I believe so. It was either Czechia or Slovakia. It was it was one of those two. One of those two countries I that you be
2: that are now two. Yeah, right. Um,
0: that, that's, two. that's part of what makes it confusing is it used to be Czechoslovakia,
2: <laughs> and now it's the Czech Republic and Slovakia. And my brain just
0: like short circuits. Um, yeah, and I remember rooting for him in I think the last game that he played and the last. Mm -hmm. world junior whenever there was one in the summer and then one in the winters all sorts of stuff it was all crazy because of the pandemic and rescheduling and insanity he put on a freaking goaltending clinic and unfortunately Mm. lost was Mm. he the goaltender that lost to that Bernard goal i believe so yeah
2: yeah i'm sure he is very happy to have (laughs) on
0: on his team now instead of having to face him um But, you know, watching the World Juniors, you always see all these younger guys out there. And some of them have been drafted. Some of them are Mm -hmm. draft eligible either the following year or two years. So you see one that stands out and you're like, who does he belong to? And you start the Google machine. And so then you're like, wait, he's he's 15? What? Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then I was actually golfing the second day of the draft and i saw mm-hmm. the notification pop up that they and drafted. then
2: the text message for me because it was something along <laughs> the lines
0: of yeah, the was... blackhawks just drafted a new fluffy monster yes <laughs> <laughs> and i started like yelling at my dad oh my god they got him and he was like i don't know who that is <laughs> oh Papa dagger catch up catch up
2: he's a good <laughs> goaltender and we got him we got him and I mean, the, the first day of the draft was a little crazy because there wasn't a lot of trading happening.
0: There was like, literally none.
2: There was there none. Were
0: no trades during. We were all time. sitting there like, it's... is something going <clears> to <throat> <clears throat> No. <clears> throat> throat>
2: the second...
0: No. The second day of the draft completely made up for that because it was trade in the year. <laughs> um, that's how it usually goes, really. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's big trades during the first round, like we saw with the Blackhawks last year with Debrinket and Doc, but. Oh. <laughs> yeah so, it was pretty crazy um the
2: blackhawks they had three picks this round which was just insane like i felt a little bad for kyle because i felt like he never got to sit down in the second <laughs> round like he would go make the pick whatever meet the dude and then be like right back to making the pick and meeting <laughs> the dude and then right back because they picked at 35 44 and 55 that is just <laughs> enough time to like yep. make the pick meet the guy if he's there and then go back to like okay now we have to draft somebody else because we're on a timer, mm-hmm. um. So then they picked up Roman Kanceroff, mm-hmm. and then eleven picks later picked up Martin Missiak,
0: who looked very good in the rookie showcase. I must say yes. Martin Missiak did.
2: Yes, he did. Um, I mean <laughs> we'll get to the the prospect showcase here in a couple of minutes because oh! um. Then in the next set of picks in the third round, they picked up Nick Lardis. Who could be the Fleckman. steal of
0: the draft?
2: I a hundred percent agree. Like looking at <laughs> looking at what happened, yeah, and what's gone on, like that may be the sneakiest Kyle from Chicago move that happened.
0: But maybe uh, also not even the steal of the Blackhawks draft, which we'll see <laughs> coming up here in a few picks. So continue. <laughs> so then we get Yuri Fleckman. Mm -hmm. And then we had to, you know,
2: like sit and wait and twiddle our thumbs while Kyle still tried to work some magic because we had no fourth and fifth round picks. Um, We moved to the sixth round and we
0: pick up Alex Ferrand. Who also looked pretty decent, if I recall. That he did. And then. And then. The 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 best
2: name in the draft. The greatest name ever. We picked up Marcel marcel mm. like the jokes oh. on twitter when yeah. he was drafted were just perfection uh and he's of a joke- big boy isn't he he's huge like he's not like yeah you did have like alex vlasic is really tall but he's really skinny real skinny he's like a- marcel marcel
0: is not that man <laughs> just like full-on man kind of like man god who drafted this guy in the first round who had like the full-on beard going and just looked like a dad being drafted he looked like a full-grown human like
2: he looked like he had a wife and seven children at home (laughs) who were like just cheering at the television because daddy just got drafted to play in the nhl he looked like a grown man yes who got it was it tampa it might have been tampa i feel like it might have been tampa but
0: like they called his name
2: they called his name and he stood up and started hugging people i was like oh that must be the that's not the dad
0: that's a full-on man
2: he's walking to the
0: stage That is, sir how are you like maybe it was winnipeg you know oh god i have to look this (laughs) up now it's gonna drive me insane uh then we got 2023 milton (laughs) (laughs) Oscarson. And the final Hawks pick
2: was Yane Pellinen. Um, so overall, it was a really good draft. I mean, the Blackhawks drafted eleven players this draft. <sighs> like, it's it's lot. gonna be good. That Oliver Moore is fast, like fast, yeah, fast, fast, and like not like fast. Like, oh my gosh, I have no control. Like, fast and skilled and controlled, and like, was touted as the best skater in this draft class. So, some of these guys might be small, but you know what? You got to
0: catch us first.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was Winnipeg,
0: by the way. Okay. It was you're Winnipeg you're at well in Manitoba. Colby Barlow.
2: Looked like a whole grown man.
0: whole whole ass man
2: like has a wife and many children back at home um yes
0: tending the farm or something
2: yeah (laughs) it was i remember texting and i was like we no we were on facetime and we were both like what what, what this guy like 33 (laughs) this man has already played a whole nhl career what's he doing back at the draft like (laughs) he's already played like a full career and retired
0: (laughs) He um, looked like he should be giving his retirement speech.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was going up there to welcome his child to the stage. Just um, and then the Hawks did make a couple moves this offseason as well, which are ones that you and I both keep routinely forgetting that these people are now Black Hawks.
0: i going to forget start- until the season's over. Just like how I forgot Nick Letty was a St. Saint- Louis Blue. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I feel like that's more like a trauma-like response. Like- that's
0: fair. That's
2: fair. And like like when Brandon Saad was the St. Louis Blue, like I forget that that happened. But I think former Blackhawks being on the Blues, like we Mm. just erased that from our memory because trauma. Mm. Is
0: Um, someone on the Preds this year? I feel like there's a there's a a former Hawk on the Preds this year. Maybe maybe not. I I could have totally made that up.
2: I feel like you're right, but also we live in kind of the upside down these days, so it this wouldn't
0: surprise cool. me.
2: I'm literally pulling up Cat Friendly right now.
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. The name was right on the tip of my tongue. Who's the... Oh,
2: God. Who is it? Uh, I forgot Ryan O'Reilly was going to be a national predator this year.
0: That one hurts, too. Um, who is it? Kevin Lincolnen. Lincolnen. Was... Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, I know. Is there nobody else? I'm thinking,
2: I'm looking, I'm digging. Because, you know, names are currently escaping me. So, <laughs> <laughs> names are hard. Words it's are hard. hard. I'm forgetting, like, how to do this because it's
0: been a while, but that's fine because, you know, it's, it's fine. It's so, it's fine. Oh, you know what? Kobe Barlow just signed his entry contract with, um, with Winnipeg. That's funny. I just opened up Cap Friendly and that's the first thing I saw. Yeah, I'm not um, seeing any names that. And I could have totally made this out. Hold up. Let's see. Maybe it was just O'Reilly I was thinking about. Yeah, uh, because that's
2: still like weird to me that Ryan O'Reilly is going to be on the Predators. But, yeah, I mean, Ryan Reeves is going to be a Maple Leaf. So, we're living in a very strange world. We're also living in a very strange world where Corey Perry is a Blackhawk.
0: Yeah, there's that.
2: Which is weird, because I've spent so much time disliking cory perry Mm -hmm. and it definitely is one of those situations where okay now he's on okay
0: cool now he's on good talk
2: (laughs) now he's on my team and i like that he's here especially with sweet little connor bedard going to be playing i i I like that cory perry is here like please protect Mm -hmm. our sweet sweet boy um Make sure Noma hurts him. Thank you. Cool. Um, and then Taylor Hall is a Chicago Blackhawk. Yeah,
0: that that was probably the weirdest one to me, maybe. And, like, and even like, weirder than Corey Perry.
2: Yeah, and, and he came over with Nick Feligno, which is Nick Feligno. Also just, weird. I just like, like it's just I kind just, of all weird. I texted you, what, a week ago, and I was like, when did we like yeah and we were both like oh yeah with the taylor hall trade oh yeah taylor hall's on the blackhawks like yeah and then ryan donato signed as a free agent with the blackhawks like none of these moves sound real they don't and (laughs) like i'm not even sure if the start of the season is gonna be enough to be like "Oh, okay Because they've been posting like training camp videos because training camp started on Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, And they've been posting training camp videos of like Corey Perry talking to Kendall Coins Gofield.
0: And I'm just like, what? There's there's a lot of discontent in that one image (laughs) or one video. (laughs) There's like my brain just hasn't processed this. Just like it hasn't processed that Darren Pang is going to be on the broadcast this year totally forgot about that until he tweeted about it what was it like yeah, two days ago he tweeted ago? about
2: like being back in chicago like two days yeah. ago and we were both like
0: oh oh, oh oh yeah oh yeah that was the thing that happened
2: that, and i've never like enjoyed his calls regardless of whether it was a blues game or a nationally broadcast game i've mm-hmm. never enjoyed them i am unsure how i'm gonna feel about this Same. um i might have I'm to miss watch Charming the game already YouTube. yeah yeah I mean, the second Sharpie went to Philly, I was like, "No, yeah, no. that was weird." And then we also lost Colby Cohen to Philly. Did we? I'm pretty sure it was Colby Cohen.
0: Yeah, I think he's gone. That's fine. I, have- mm-hmm. I can't. I
2: can't. I can't remember anymore. Like, things have been happening. Um,
0: so many things have happened, and none of them feel real.
2: They don't. Like, <laughs> we still, up until like a week or two ago, I still was in disbelief that. Connor Bedard was a Blackhawk. Same. Um, and then before we get to the, the prospect showcase, Lucas Reichel's going to be a center this year. Um, yes. Which. Okay. You know, he's,
0: he's played a lot of center in Rockford. Okay. And he was drafted as a center. So, I mean, that's it not makes super sense. surprising. He's played wing when he's come up to the Hawks just because mm-hmm. it's a lot to put on a kid. Yeah. But he's. He's gotten better at his face-offs and, I don't know, I don't hate it. He'll still play the wing, probably on power plays and whatnot, but... Yeah.
2: I feel like now that Jonathan Taves is gone, don't get me wrong, Mm Taser is Taser. Yes. Three cups, captain, amazing. Having someone take a face-off in practice against Jonathan Taves does not teach said person how to win face-offs. Because Jonathan (laughs) Taves will win the face-off. Yes. Like, Have them face off against somebody and have Jonathan Taves, like, be there, like, dropping the puck and, like, giving them instruction. Yeah. He's not the guy to take the face off against.
0: Kind of like when they brought um, Perot in to teach face-offs. Yeah. Like, have him teach the Mm face-off.
2: Don't have him take the face-off. Like, that's just going to, like, it happened with Kirby Doc. He got so frustrated at the face-off dot. And he's mm-hmm. way better at it now. Yeah. Because he was being made to practice taking face-offs against Jonathan Daves, who is and will always
0: be one of the best guys at the dot. Yeah. Or just face-off. like Ryan O'Reilly. Like you put those guys in the dot, and you you feel pretty confident there. Yeah. And so like he's not the guy to take the face-off. He's the guy who should be teaching the face-off. Mm-hmm. Um, is Ta taking this season off or did I make that up too? No, you didn't make that up Jonathan okay. T- is taking this season off.
2: He's not retiring um mm-hmm. he's taking this season off and plans to play next season. um right. I I I will say okay, Johnny, if you can do it, you can do it. however, this will now be. The second full season in three years, yeah, that he has missed, and he's not getting any younger, and he still has all of his issues from long COVID.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I, I don't see it happening. Like, yeah, if he, I just, I don't see it happening. I, Courtney and I talked over the summer about how like Jonathan Taves was quiet retiring. Um, <laughs> yeah he like wasn't gonna make quiet quitting things like up. he's just quiet retiring he's just gonna ride off into the sunset and i feel like maybe this is the introduction to that like maybe yes. he has our phones tapped and he was like you know
0: that's a good idea sounds like a great idea <laughs> i'm gonna do that but i'm gonna do it this way instead yeah it does uh, sound like a very jonathan taves thing to do <laughs> just like never say that he's actually quitting the game of hockey but just like mm-hmm. never play again <laughs> like at the end of this season, I'll come out and say, you know, body's still not
2: feeling great. Mm-hmm. I'll come back the next season. This like, the just, door's like,
0: always open.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> door's always open. Like, I love this game. I'm not ready to stop. And it's like, okay, but Johnny, your body is telling you. Your body's ready. Your it's body's ready. ready to, like, be retired. You've made a lot of money. You're good. Like, yeah. it's time.
0: Come back as a coach. You can still, like, yeah. skate with the guys and teach them come, how to come, take face come, off.
2: like... Coach for the Blackhawks and teach them all how to take faceoffs. Like, don't exactly. take them against them. Don't no. take them. Teach them. Yes. Teach them. Yes. Teach them. Do that. Do that would be fantastic. Um, and then speaking of Taves, the Blackhawks will not have a captain this season. Thank um, goodness. They will be running with three alternate captains.
1: Mm-hmm. Nothing's
2: really been announced yet. Uh, obviously, Connor Murphy's going to be in the mix. Um, Seth Jones is probably going to be in the mix. That third one is like—is it going to be like a rotating A? Are Maybe they going to like? Selena? I could possibly,
0: see that possibly,
2: or are they going to have like a? Because I know some teams when they do the the three A situation, they have like a, a home alternate. Oh yeah, like an away alternate. So I mean, it, it's I yet to be seen. the
0: hell is on this team? I'm going to go to the Blackhawks' captain <laughs> friendly page. I don't remember um, who's on the team. <laughs> The the prospect showcase did actually happen in Minnesota
2: as well. Um, In in Connor Bedard's first game in a Blackhawks sweater, um, he scored a hat trick and had four points, five points, four points, five points, something like that. I don't know. A whole lot of points. I think it was four. I think it was four because he scored a hat trick and, and, and had another point and the Blackhawks shut the blues prospects out five to nothing. (laughs)
0: And <laughs> with a Drew Camasso shutout,
2: yeah, oh God, I'm Drew. So excited for him. I am too. Like I can't wait that kids go in places. So, yeah. um, I'm Hopefully really excited. He gets to Stay
0: in Rockford for a bit and doesn't get rushed.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, that seems to be the Kyle from Chicago way. Is they're not rushing. Prospects like Connor Bedard is obviously like a different story. This man is this kid's been ready to play in the NHL for like four years and right. he just turned 18. He had to wait until his 18th birthday to sign his entry level contract and his mm-hmm. dad had to be there to witness it. Like, yeah, and like
0: he can't play in the A, so no. it would be go back to junior where you clearly oh God. can't he would be. murder them. Like, yeah.
2: kids would cry on their way home if they still had to play against Connor Bedard, yeah, like so so um but,
0: like that was the that was the goal last year to have arvid and rockford the whole time and then you go out and fucking sign Mirazic and uh oh god oh god beth what was his name alex stalock thank you Ma'am. oh my god oh my god All i think of was arvid's name even though that's not what i was trying to say but you go out and get those two who are always injured Mm-hmm. And what happened? They both got injured. Lord. So then Arvid had to be the guy. He and he held his own when
2: he had to, though. Like, he started
0: playing really well. Mm-hmm. And then he got sent back down and had a growing injury. I'm like, they broke him! They the broke
2: Blackhawks him. organization did not have a great run with goaltender injuries this past no. season. So knock on all the wood, like... So you know, year, you, blessings you up to, to the hockey gods
0: yeah you'd have to assume that they're gonna run with mazarek please everybody know we know his name is peter morozik anyway we have, we help with say mazarek because of gary bettman like yes
2: it's what i just do.
0: i forgot that some people don't watch every single episode yes. um but you've got to assume they run with him and Soderblom in the nhl because that, that's what is currently on cat friendly yeah and- that's gonna be Morazzic and Soda Bloom. And then what? Then they'd have to call up Drew if something happens and Morazzic's always injured. We have Drew and
2: Jackson Stauber. Right. Oh uh, so, maybe they'd call up
0: Jackson then because he yeah. played well And then Well and he's game. he's also a little bit older. Um, yeah. he went on he- that crazy like what five, one and oh <laughs> streak or something last year it was beautiful but we were all also yelling at him like just at the- no start, start Stop losing it. games but it was so confusing i was like where did this goaltender come from because you play him in rockford it's like goals galore going past him I'm like what the fuck <laughs> i wish I'm i had oh so man
2: <laughs> i wish i had the answer um blackhawks training crab, like i said it has started um, mm-hmm. The schedule is out. It's basically a whole lot of practice days. Um, they do have mm-hmm. a group game and a non-group game and a preseason game in uh, versus St. Louis on September 28th. And then on October 1st, there is a preseason game at Little Caesars Arena versus the Red Wings. Uh, they play the Red Wings again in Chicago on the third. They have a preseason game versus Minnesota on the 5th of October and their final preseason game will be at St. Louis on the 7th of October, gearing up for the start of the season on October 10th in Pittsburgh versus the Penguins. And this is going to be the fun part because I'm actually going to be in the city of Chicago for opening night. Mm-hmm. So Dagger and I are going to watch a, a Hawks away game at a bar together. Um I'm super excited about this. Like the that timing for this work trip just <laughs> like was perfection. Um, so Dagger and I are going to catch a game. We're hoping Papa Dagger is going to come too. Um, if not, it's fine. We'll just watch a game on our own. It'll be weird to like watch a Blackhawks game and not be like on FaceTime or texting. I know. I um,
1: know.
2: I'll be like
0: texting you sitting right next to you. Like, oh, right. You're, you're next
2: right. to me. Oh, wait, you're, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like FaceTime. Oh, Hi. <laughs> hey, time. What's up, Heyden? doing? Hey. Um, so it's 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 almost Blackhawks hockey time. This season it's going to be one of pain. Like don't get me wrong. Do not expect this team to be a contender. Um it, it's going it, to be fun though. It's going to be fun. Connor Bedard is going to be amazing. Um we need to keep the boy healthy. <laughs> Somebody yes. needs to get the kid a chef. Because he was at the media podium, talking about how he FaceTimes his mom and sets her down on the counter so that she can walk him through how to prepare food for himself. Um, oh, sweet him. sweet boy. And then they were like, "So what have you been cooking?" He was like, "I don't know. That was just something to say up here." Oh, Connor, we love you already, like, <laughs>
0: darling, darling boy, we love you already. Oh um, gosh. I just so. hope that people don't put too many expectations on him coming right out of the gate. Cause, like, he's mm-hmm. obviously going to be a great player. He's already God. a great player, but he's, he can't save a franchise himself. Like, not, especially not in like one, his rookie season. Like, exactly. The kid, like you said, he's, st- he just turned 18. Like, It took a while for the Blackhawks to get there. They had Keith. They had Seabrook. They had Yalmerson. They had Crawford in the system with Hammer.
1: Mm -hmm. And then
0: they get Johnny and Cool, And then he goes back to college for a year, right? I think. And then they get Kaner. Like, great. And they have Sharpie and all these guys. And they start doing good things. They start playing really well. They bring Big Hoss in. And obviously that sparked everything because hoso is just amazing i know plenty of people were
2: like Marion and hoso was cursed and i was like not in chicago
0: <laughs> not wasn't it? i mean
2: that man went to three stanley cup finals in a row mm-hmm. and lost the first two came to chicago and, and brought good old oh, stanley god. home
0: god he's the best and mm. also
2: the Blackhawks recently lost their assistant GM. This had literally happened yesterday. We're recording on Friday. So this happened mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, Jeff Green has gone back to baseball. And the same time this is happening, Marion hosts is landing in Chicago. I'm not saying that I've been saying that Hoss should be in the front office since his one day signing was announced, but there seems to be an open position for an assistant general manager in the Blackhawks front office and that guy Marion Hosa happens to be also in the city of Chicago right now. So you know, like Danny, do your thing. Like for real.
0: Do, like just do, do it. Just just do it. I mean if everybody
2: wants it. Just do it. Yeah. And I mean he got to like he had his farewell game this summer. Mm-hmm. The roster for that game was insanity. Um it was really cool to see, like, the highlights and stuff on social media, uh, especially because the rink was a little foggy because it was summer. <laughs> um, so it was a little, like, spooky, but really, like, cool looking, etc. Yeah. But But, you know, Big Hoss is in Chicago right after we lose an assistant GM.
0: Just saying, like, the man makes changes in franchises. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't see him... Being on a coaching staff, I I think he could be a very good coach. Mm-hmm. I just I can't picture Hoffs behind a bench, but I could see yeah. him being in the front office. Yeah,
2: I feel like in the front office, especially like in an assistant GM role, there is mm-hmm. a little more interaction with the players. Yeah, um, there's more interaction with the the farm system in Rockford and Indy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really kind of a perfect role for him to teach what made him so great at hockey because it wasn't just his skill it was his passion and it was his heart Mm -hmm. and it was his his love for the game I mean it's more than just how he played the game it was every part of him that made him such a phenomenal player and that is something you can't learn from a book you have to learn it from a person who who was
0: that way exactly kind of like the role that Jason Spezza took on in Toronto mm -hmm. and now Pittsburgh no, didn't he? Pittsburgh, yeah. He followed Dumas yeah, there. That that
2: happened and my brain still hasn't wrapped its head around. It that. Was, yeah, Tree Living's the GM of Toronto. I mean, Mike Babcock was the coach of the Blue Jackets for about 47 minutes. Um and um. and that went exactly how one would expect Mike Babcock returning to the NHL to coach would, would go. Um Just, who thought this was a good idea? The Columbus Blue Jackets yeah well fair point i mean there's nothing else exciting to do in
0: columbus so why not hire mike babcock they have very good coffee in columbus i will say they do do. um they also have timmy's there and their arena is
2: also super like cool oh nationwide Nationwide is is awesome i love the hat trick like display case the hat trick yes like coolest thing i've ever seen i've Um, had a
0: great time every time i've gone to a blue jackets game
2: Honestly, like their merch people, best service I've ever gotten because so I, nice. went, I went and saw a Blue Jackets preseason game when Brandon Saad was a Blue Jacket. Okay. Um, and I really love the Blue Jackets third jersey with like the, the circle cannon emblem on it. Mm-hmm. I just, I always have. I just love it. It has, it's got, you know, the old school laces. So I got a Brandon Saad jersey and they had to obviously name and number it while I was there. They said it would be ready in the first intermission. I went up in the first intermission and it was not ready. And they said, where are you sitting? And I told them. And then they brought my jersey to me in the middle of the game. Like that's I just awesome. looked over and the guy was like, Ma'am, did you order a Brandon Saw jersey? And I was like, Why? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did. <laughs> and he handed me the bag. It was name, numbered. And they even upgraded the name and numbering because it took longer. So that oh. it's like the actual like thick yeah. like, letters with like the nameplate with stitched on letters. Yeah. Like they upgraded oh, that's me. So cool. Oh, I Gary is coming to say hello. <laughs> um,
0: hey buddy uh he had to announce Columbus
2: (laughs) apparently um Gary do you want to go coach the Columbus Blue Jackets he's like no thank you Um I don't want any part of that actually
0: (laughs) but yeah Columbus gets a bad rap and Mm -hmm. they really shouldn't because Columbus is a cool city I know it's in Ohio and like Ohio but yeah yeah Columbus itself is a very like progressive place and it is a pretty cool city I enjoy it it. and like I said I've i've always had a good time at every blue jackets game i've gone to and they have a really neat little arena area
2: down there the concourse is really amazing too like not just the hat trick section like the whole concourse is just it is it's nice it's the way all arenas should be Mm because there's a little bit of hockey history Mm -hmm. there's like you know just columbus blue jackets history gary is really apparently into columbus so
0: he's he's um. super into columbus oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> apparently Gary is a columbus blue jackets fan i'm so sorry you'll be going to the aspca tomorrow uh, <laughs> nice knowing you. um but but yeah no i, I had a great experience there um, my mm-hmm. mom and i were on like a road trip um, okay and so we stopped in columbus to stay the night mm-hmm. and because we started in florida to drive to northern michigan and that is like <laughs> a 19 hour drive um Gary has decided if he can't be on the desk, he will just be on the printer. So um, no. <laughs> staring in the background. Yeah. We we stayed in Columbus and the uh, hotel we oh stayed at God. was right he next to Nationwide. All about cool. Oh yeah. Um, and it was it was a great experience. The people were yeah. great.
0: The food was great. They had a Timmy's that made my heart happy. Um, Same. They also have so. super easy parking. So like if you oh, don't cool. stay in a hotel next yeah. to Nationwide, I usually stay a little further out just because it's
2: yeah more we got like we got a really good deal and yeah we got a really good deal because it was like a last minute so they were just trying to like book out rooms yeah um so we got a really good deal on the room and it was right next to nationwide um and it was like we just needed a place to sleep and it was a really nice hotel Mm -hmm. that happened to be the least expensive option so we took it there you Um, go
0: yeah i usually stay at the red roof in there it's a little further uh out but I know it's, like, one of those discount hotels, but it's always been really nice. The one that's closer there. But, yeah, the parking garage is right next to Nationwide. And whenever an arena has good parking, I always have to mention it because I am very thankful (laughs) every time.
2: I was pleasantly
0: surprised at how good
2: the parking was at the United Center.
0: Yes.
2: Like, it's so well-organized. Like, yeah. Like they it, don't
0: have a garage; they have a bunch of lots. But and one of the lots is it used to be Chicago Stadium. So, yeah. oh, rip. <laughs> it's fine.
2: <laughs> There's like a plaque in the parking lot that says like former home of Chicago Stadium, because oh, um, it's like literally directly across the street from where the United Center is. Okay. Um, like so sea
0: lot or whatever.
2: Yeah, I, I believe it's the sea lot, but it's like direct because the footprints are essentially the same, just moved across the street. That's um across madison yeah mm. so um but but yeah so now yeah, we yeah parking is super easy there, and like they're really good at like getting you perfectly in so that they can put as many cars in there but like if you have to leave for some sort of an emergency there's just enough room for you to get out
0: yeah like you can get in and out and there's lanes and whatnot to mm-hmm. do so And it's, like, uh,
2: just enough room. Like, just enough room.
0: Oh, yeah. It's way better than uh, Cubs parking, where they just, like, throw you in a back alley and make you park (laughs) as close to the wall as humanly possible, to where you almost have to climb out the passenger side if you're driving. The Cubs were actually
2: on Undercover Boss, and parking is one of the things that, like, the dude, like, he was a parking attendant. (laughs) And, like, so, I mean... It's great, but we have to move on. I'm not, we're not going to talk about the stuff that's really going to get me going yet. I do want to let everybody know it's some let's talk a lot of time. Um, ACHA seasons are actually underway. There were two games in the last couple of days. Um, However, our friends of the podcast, we always like to shout them out. Uh, UM Dearborn, their first game is on the 22nd of September. They are forcing Concord, uh, facing Concordia University, Ann Arbor. Um, Lake Superior State and Indiana Tech, both friends of the pod. They are actually opening their seasons against each other. How oh, um, Lake Superior State will be traveling down to Indiana, and they actually are playing a weekend series on the 29th and 30th of September. And then our friends at the University of Michigan, they open their season on the 29th at Concordia University, Ann Arbor, and then return home to face off against the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. That game is on the 30th at Yoast. Um, and it's going to be, I mean, it's Michigan-Michigan State, so, like, come on now. I mean, the, hey. <laughs> that's the thing. So we want to obviously wish all of the teams who have come on the podcast the, the best of seasons, uh, Bowling Green, CMU, all of you. We absolutely adore you. We hope you have an amazing season. We are here if you want to come talk about it. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out again on Twitter. Um, we adore you. Y'all are doing great. We're very proud of you. Keep going. Yeah. So have an amazing season. We will keep you guys updated on the Wawacha season throughout the, the rest of the season as it goes along because they do end a little early because, you know, college. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, we will keep you updated on standing scores, all of that fun stuff as we move on. Now we have to talk about the thing. I'm going to get... <laughs> this is... <sighs> This is the part, th-
0: the this, is thing.
2: The, this is the thing that literally was like, no, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I know you probably wanted to hear, but I can't, like, I was a literal mess for days. Um, this summer, the Billie Jean King Foundation folks, the guy, the people who own the Dodgers, like, all of them got together and they acquired the PHF and its assets. And in that acquisition, they shut down the PHF from functioning, terminated all player contracts and announced that a new league was coming. Um, We didn't really know the name of this league, just that a a new pro women's hockey league was going to start playing in January of 2024, which we've all heard before, like the PWHP announced this two years in a row. Mm Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen. Essentially, what was 11 teams total between the PWHPA and the PHF was then consolidated into six teams to grow the game. Ah, um,
0: uh, right. Yes, yes. that's, that's yes. what that does.
2: Yes, growing the game. Um, these six teams are equally split between... The U.S. and Canada. Uh For many, many weeks, we did not even know where these teams were going to be playing. Uh There were already rumors starting that there were PHF cities that would no longer have women's hockey teams. Uh One of those did end up being Connecticut. And I took that one real hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still not, really still not over it. I'm not going to lie. Still not over it. Don't know if I'll ever be over it. But it's fine because i adore my whale i will always love my whale i love everything that you brought into my life um i love every game that you played and i'm very excited that several former whale players did get drafted into this new league um there was literal loud screaming happening in my house when players from the whale got <laughs> um so 11 teams down to six so <laughs> those 11 teams all had full rosters so that automatically means that, like, half of the professional women's hockey players in the world would not be playing professional women's hockey anymore. Um, they announced to the grow coffee. the game, to, to grow, grow the game, to grow the game. Um, yep. they announced several weeks after the acquisition. Uh, they did finally give us at least the cities that these teams will be playing in. Uh, the Canadian cities are Toronto, Montreal, and ottawa the u.s cities are boston new york and it's not a
0: city but i mean i guess it is new york city is a city but
2: oh no it gets even more fun with the new york one so boston new york and then Minnesota. Get, oh like, he
0: likes he likes New York. oh gary
2: loves, <laughs> love, all know gary loves women's hockey um <laughs> so the new york franchise i say new york because currently They've not told us where any of these teams are going to be playing. Um, And other than, like, they're going to be playing in Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, New York, Boston, and and Minnesota, which Minnesota isn't even a
0: a city. Minnesota is a a state. It is a a state. Like, is New York, the New York team, going to be playing in New York, or is it going to be, like, North Jersey? Like, Apparently they're going to be playing in Connecticut. What? The current news
2: is that the New York franchise will be playing in Bridgeport, Connecticut.
0: <laughs> Sorry, you just, you, you killed me a little bit
2: there. No, it's okay. Trust. I, I, I am aware. Um, and I don't know how to feel about it. What? It's very confusing. Especially like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't.
0: So um, get rid of Connecticut as a, as a team. Mm-hmm. But there's no good play there. Yes. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. But
2: also none of the team names are staying. None of them. The Toronto team will not be the six. The Montreal team will not be the Force. The Minnesota team apparently will not be the White Caps.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is confusing because the White Caps existed long before the PHF NWHL. They existed before the CWHL. Gary just shook my whole desk jumping over to the printer. Um, He's real like, mad about it. The Whitecaps have been alo- around for a real long time, and if mm-hmm. the Minnesota team is not named the Whitecaps, I don't know how to feel about that. Like this is that is more significant to women's hockey history
0: than some nonsense. Maybe they'll be the Minnesota Wilderness. <laughs> their jersey will their their logo will be a
2: pink version of the Minnesota Wild jersey with a lady bear instead of a boy bear.
0: Right. You gotta chop the balls off.
2: Goodbye. It's gonna have little bear cups following her. Um, oh, okay. That'd be cute. That would be cute. Um, <laughs> the Boston team will not be the Boston Pride. That's weird. Um, Apparently it was too close to the other Gary, stop eating the clock. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's really mad about this new league. <laughs> feelings about this women's hockey situation i need to
0: cause some shit right now because i'm mad
2: (laughs) um so like the the boston team will not be called the pride there's been lots of rumors that because it, they think it's more associated with lgbtq pride than the fact that their mascot was a female lion um but Will will they be
0: the knights (laughs) because <laughs> um, like that that's what everybody wants right so well, you know
2: um so <clears throat> anyhow we have no idea where these teams are playing which is even funnier because after the pwhl draft the pwhl put out that for a 50 dollars deposit you can ensure that you can secure tickets to watch the pwhl this season
0: but we're not going to tell you where they're playing so, like, yeah. Minnesota's a pretty big state.
2: I mean, Minnesota's a big state. Granted, like, at least the the Canadian teams, like Toronto. Like you have
1: a city. Montreal, least. Ottawa, Boston, Boston, like,
2: obviously Boston. Um, but, like, New mm-hmm. York is a big state. New York. And also, like- if you're talking about them playing in not New York, then, like, if I live in, in Manhattan... I'm not sure if I want to drive to, like, Bridgeport, Connecticut.
0: Right. Like, if it was in North Jersey, like, they have plenty of transportation. You could just yeah. hop on the train. Yeah. But Connecticut, I, th- I feel like you'd have to take the LIRR if it even goes there. Maybe not, because no. it's Long Island, but... Yeah. I,
2: <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I, and there's, apparently, they might be playing in Long Island. Or, I like...
0: Are they gonna take over the Islanders' arena?
2: I don't. I don't know. I. I wish I could give you an answer, but they've told us nothing. They have asked people to put deposits down to buy tickets and not told them where these teams will be playing. We kind of know the color scheme thanks to Corwin, um, who also has been on the show. Uh, while watching the draft, they discovered, like, the name tags and, like, all of the different things had different color schemes on them. And mm-hmm. Corwin does have an amazing, like, graphic on their Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got the color schemes. And apparently the teams have changed their Twitter profiles to match those color schemes. So it looks like Corwin was correct. Hashtag influencer. Um <laughs> But we don't have logos. We don't have team names. We do know at least, like, some of the players who are going to be on the teams. Um, But not, like, what the teams are. But not, like, what the teams are. Uh, The draft, Uh the PWHL did announce that they are going to do, like, a free agency period before the draft where players were going to be allowed to sign um, contracts. And I believe, if I remember reading correctly, that these are all of the free agent signings prior to the draft were multi year contracts. Um, mm-hmm. During this period, uh, Boston signed Aaron Frankel, Megan Keller, and Hillary Knight. I'm sure that last uh, one was a surprise. For everybody. Oh Minnesota gosh. signed Kendall Coyne Schofield, Kelly Panic, and Lee St- Steckline. Montreal signed Anne-Marie DeBien, Laura Stacy, and of course, Marie-Philippe Poulin. Like, come on now. Um, New York signed Alex Carpenter, Abby Rock, and Micah Zandy-Hart. Ottawa signed Emily Clark, Breanne Jenner, and Emerence Mashmeyer. Toronto signed Renata Fast, Sarah Nurse, and Blair Turnbull. And that's terrifying because we've all seen them play hockey together and... <laughs> um, if you notice that there's something in common with all of the players who were signed during the free agency period.
0: Oh, oh, Courtney, oh. Lady in the Back, what you got, what you got? Do they, do they all play for their national teams?
2: There is that. Yes, they do all play for their national teams. They all also have one other thing in common. Do you know what that is? What's that, Beth? They all played in the PWHPA last season.
0: What? Yeah. No way. They yep all no of them
2: way. all of them no way yep every single one uh so after oh. after free agency the pwhl was nice enough to give us the draft eligible player list this list consisted of 268 players and they one were in, one <laughs> well no the 268 includes the person that we're unsure if they exist or not oh, okay um uh, 268 players declared for the PWHL draft. 146 de- forwards, 78 defenders, and 44 goalies. We literally could have two teams of just goaltenders. That would be epic. I would adore that so very much. That would be um, amazing especially if they were all in their goalie gear. Yes. Um of that breakdown I actually went through the entire list and got every league that everyone played in. Give it and to I me. Put it on the note. So we have 98 PHF veterans. Okay. 63 PWHPA veterans. Mm-hmm. 49 NCAA or U sports players because they did group them together. Okay. 13 SDHL players. Three ZHHL players.
0: Where do two, they play? I have no idea.
2: <laughs> two Nastian Liga players. Two players from the Japan Women's National Team, which I oh, loved. Oh, God
0: bless them. I loved it. I um, love watching Japan play in like the Olympics and all that. the respect they have for the
2: game and like the playing surface. Adore them. Um, two EWHL players. One SWHL player. One Denmark 2 player, one DFEL player, one WOSHL player, 31 players who did not play in 2022 2023, and one player who played in U18 AA. The youngest draft eligible player was Lily Lego from Canada. She was born in 2006 and declared her draft eligibility at 16. Oh, God. 2006
0: That's 2006. Birth years are 16 already?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. yep.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Um,
2: right. So the draft happened. It was on, they did broadcast it in Canada on CBC and TSN. Okay. In the U.S., if you lived in a Nesson viewing area, you got to watch it. Oh, wow. Boston, Boston has a lot of respect for women's hockey. They always have. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed several Boston Pride uh, games on Nesson without even being asked to, just because it's hockey. <laughs> um, they've always been very firm supporters of women's hockey.
0: You and could I, say they're proud of them. hey
2: Um Or... If you weren't in an SN viewing area, you could watch it on YouTube from mm. CBC or Twitch because the PWHL just changed the name of the NWHL PHF Twitch account and broadcast draft on Twitch.
0: So now we're just going back to Twitch. Instead of, you know, the the whole deal with ESPN plus and Okay.
2: Okay. So The draft coverage started. I did learn an interesting fact. Uh, They were interviewing Billie Jean King because obviously Mm -hmm. she had a lot of influence on this situation happening. Kendall Coyne Schofield is actually the player who reached out to Billie Jean King about what these athletes would need to do to start up a league. And the first question that Billie Jean King asked them is, do you have a players association? And Kendall Coyne Schofield said, no. And Billie Jean King said, you need to do that first. Um. So they started on that, CBA, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. During the pre-draft coverage, before anyone was drafted, Mm -hmm. there was a distinct moment when the panel said, after the CWHL folded, none of these players thought that they would ever play professional women's hockey ever again. (sighs) Now, here we are. I... The PHF existed like it literally existed. It paid women up the, the most recent season in which the PHF played. Uh-huh. Many of their athletes were making livable wages. Uh-huh. Not just like I need a roommate livable wages. Right. Like Grant Mentis signed an $80,000 U.S. contract. You don't need a roommate on that kind of salary. Mm-mm. They even increased the practice player salary and their the PTO player salaries. This past season, PH before for you know this season that is now not gonna happen, there were players signing six figure contracts. Mm-hmm. Six figure multi year contracts. But apparently, after the CWHL folded, none of these players thought that they would ever play professional women's hockey, except for the 98 players who declared for the draft. Right. right. Who will be veterans. better. Right. So that already had me on like a hackles up, mm-hmm. frustrated level of life. Yeah. The draft starts. Taylor Heisey is the num- the first ever professional women's hockey league draft pick. Mm. No one is shocked by this. She is very good at the hockey. Not shocked. It took four rounds before a PHF player was drafted. <sighs> Courtney, you've, you've kind of caught up on recent PHF times. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If you had to guess who the first PHF player... Well, actually, hold on. Let me asterisk this real quick. Alina Mueller was drafted in the first round. She was drafted by Boston, which is where she had signed a contract with the PHF. However, she had never played a single game in the PHF. She signed a contract to play in Boston this season because Mm -hmm. she just finished college hockey. Okay. But she never played a single PHF game.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So there's an asterisk next to that because... Mm -hmm. Even in the reporting about PHF players drafted, they did not include any players who had signed but not played in the PHF. Because they're just tracking them as PHF veterans and PWHPA and then everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, So Alina Mueller, again, that was not surprising. People were surprised that she signed in the PHF instead of joining a national team and going the PWHPA route. Hmm. So.
0: Wow, it's almost yeah. like there was, like, a professional league for her to play in, so she opted to do that. Hmm. Imagine that. Now,
2: we get to the fourth round. First pick of the fourth round. Mm-hmm. You've kind of watched some recent PHF, so you know who some of the stars are, who scores lots of goals, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was the first PHF player drafted in- to the PWHL? I
0: think I would have gone with March
2: You would not be correct for oh. several more rounds. Oh. Not that I'm not happy about this. This is a formal world player. Mm-hmm. Dominika Lascova was the first PHF player drafted. Yes. Um Okay. No. Dominika was on... So I'm getting teams confused. She was not on the whale. I'm getting teams and names confused. It's fine, <laughs> especially especially like the Slovakian type names because yeah, they all kind of there's nits and
0: yeah, some of them kind Scoopies of look and, alike. Yeah,
2: yes. So she was the first PHF player drafted.
0: Okay.
2: A few draft picks later, Boston had a draft pick, mm-hmm. and it's a PHF player. If you had to guess. Who do you think that they draft
0: well I know who it's not
2: yeah but we're not there
0: yet <laughs> um she was the PHF MVP this season oh no now you're challenging my knowledge <laughs> oh god did was she the captain of Boston no it's Jillian Dempsey and we're not oh. there yet okay uh, they drafted I- Lauren Gable
2: Now, when they drafted both Alina Mueller and Lauren Gable. Uh So Alina played college hockey at Northeastern, which is in Boston. Uh And they mentioned how she's excited to go back to Boston. Uh Did they mention the pride? And that she had signed a contract there? No. They didn't really even. I mean, they showed PHF highlights of Lauren Gable playing hockey. I have pictures of them on my phone because I was so shocked they were there mm-hmm. and and they mentioned that she was excited to play in the city of Boston not continue playing in the city of Boston but to play in the city of Boston uh you we know like kind for of...
0: the first time
2: for the first time obviously obviously
0: uh then we kind of
2: scroll down the list we get to. Let's see, where is it? Sorry, I have to... This is all handwritten. We get to the sixth round. Would mm-hmm. you like to know who the first three picks were in the sixth round?
0: Siri wants to know. <laughs> no, that, that was the Amazon device, whose name I can't say because there's another one right here. Oh. um, I don't know. Was Elaine Julie one of them? Elaine Julie was not one of them. She did get drafted,
2: though. Oh, First pick of the sixth round. Kennedy Marchment to Montreal.
0: Sixth round.
2: Sixth round.
0: It took six rounds. For Kennedy Marchment to get drafted. Mm -hmm. Then. Ottawa is up to the the table. Mm -hmm. And they draft Daryl Watts.
2: Okay. And then. I don't know how. She made it to the middle of the sixth round. But New York finally picked up a goaltender named kareen schroeder you know oh the wow. all-time leading shutouts goaltender in mm-hmm. phf history like she just stops pucks
0: just just stops and it took six rounds six rounds six.
2: Six. Six. uh then we kind of you know we've got some more phf draft picks um Elizabeth Jiguer was drafted in the fifth round along with Katie Tabin. Uh, also in the sixth round, we had Callie Flanagan. In the seventh round, we had Aneta Tajrolova and then Teresa Vanisova. In the seventh round, here's my whale pick, Katarina Muraseva, drafted there in, in the eighth, eighth round. Eighth round. Brittany Howard, also drafted in the eighth round. Denisa Karazova, also drafted in the eighth round. We get to the ninth round, which... By all standards in my book was a total sweep by PHF players slash veterans slash people who signed contracts in the PHF for this upcoming season. Beautiful. Diddy Morin was drafted by Minnesota. Shocking. I know my girl, Allie Monroe was drafted by Toronto, which means her and Kennedy will be playing against each other. Um, fun times. Another whale veteran, Taylor Girard, is off to Boston. Jade Downey-Landry is headed to New York. And then Zoe Boyd is headed to Ottawa. And Gabrielle David is headed to Montreal. They signed in the PHF, but they did not yet play in the Mm -hmm. PHF because they were coming out of their college seasons. Gotcha. So that whole round, four PHF veterans, two players who had signed in the PHF.
0: Ain't nobody there was a professional league for them to play in. Imagine that. So they signed there.
2: I imagine that. Um, also, side note, I'm not sure if PWHL Minnesota was aware that they could draft players who were not from Minnesota. <laughs> because <laughs> most of the players that they drafted are from Minnesota or went to the University of Minnesota or played professional hockey in Minnesota. There was a lot of Minnesotans happening mm-hmm. Uh, In the 11th round, Minnesota picked up Amanda LeVile. Goaltenders, love them. Mm -hmm. Just this far away from being an Isabel Cup champion. This far. And then the pick that shocked the PHF fan universe with the sixth pick of the 11th round. Former Boston Pride captain, Jillian Dempsey was drafted by PWHL Montreal. Jillian Dempsey, who has like a larger than life poster inside of Warrior Arena in Boston. Uh Jillian Dempsey, who is an elementary school teacher in the city of Boston, Uh will be playing professional hockey in Montreal. And this one, it was it was like, I'm, like, the all caps tweets that just started flowing in on Twitter mm-hmm. from all of my Boston Waho fans. Would it was the list was long, and the first person who popped into my brain was Corwin because th- they are my reference to Boston women's hockey. Okay, um, and. They, they, they tweeted, and I was like, you are the first person that I thought of. Like, my uh-huh. jaw hit the floor. I was, Jillian Dempsey will not be playing women's hockey in Boston. And to pour salt on the wound, she will be playing professional women's hockey in Montreal. Montreal. Huh. Hmm. I mean, the, the Boston-Montreal rivalry goes well beyond men's hockey. It exists in like all hockey. It's just hockey rivalry. Like it just doesn't matter. Doesn't matter which gender is. Doesn't matter if you're non-binary. Boston and Montreal, we are not hockey friends.
0: It's like Detroit and Chicago, like or or Chicago and St Louis or Chicago
2: and Nashville. Our list has grown because the NHL broke true. the Red Wings
0: rivalry by moving them
2: to the Eastern Conference. This is true. But um, when I
0: think of, like, Blackhawks rivals, like, Detroit still pops up. At Tokyo oh, High.
2: very much so. <laughs> um,
0: so that one was just, like, a... Uh, do, and then, do they have to sign with the team that drafts them? I believe so, yes. I believe it's sign or don't play.
2: Oh. If I'm remembering correctly. Um, oh. I'm not sure if trades are a thing either. Oh. Um, from- so we
0: just don't know We just don't know oh.
2: I mean we also don't <laughs> know um, Like Natalie Spooner was drafted um, She put in They The PWHL did allow compassionate waivers For players who were deeply rooted In the city in which they currently lived um, They were able to put in a compassionate circumstance Waiver and say that Like I only want to play for Toronto Or I only mm-hmm. want to play for New York or wherever mm-hmm. Um but come to find out after the fact, because there were a lot of questions on Twitter about this, Natalie Spooner did put in a compassionate waiver. She just had a baby less than a year ago. All of her family lives in Toronto. Um, her husband is employed and, and they have a home that they've purchased in Toronto. Um, so she put in a compassionate waiver. However, it did come out later that players who put in a compassionate waiver did have to be drafted in whatever spot was appropriate to where they were ranked by the 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 people who ranked the draft people, not like the pundits and the in the you know media mm-hmm. people. There was like a PWHL like draft group who evaluated players and ranked them based basically to give to the GMs and stuff. Um, mm-hmm.
1: and, and so they had
2: to be drafted in the appropriate place, even if they had this compassionate circumstances waiver. They had to be drafted in the appropriate place to match that. Um, that came out after the fact, because there were a lot of questions, like, why did they draft her? They could have drafted somebody else. She put in, like, they mm-hmm. could just sign,
0: like, they didn't have to.
2: Apparently that's not the case.
0: Um, why didn't she just sign as a free agent during the free agency period? Okay. Okay.
2: Sure. Um, I guess. And, like, I feel bad for um, Sophia Shaver Koonin. She's married to Luke Koonin who plays for. Oh, San Jose. okay.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: She got drafted by Minnesota. That's far. And they just got married like Ugh. this past summer. Just got married. Yeah. Um, and also I would. Be I wonder if he'll get traded to, to Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> that would be great. That happened. I mean, that happened last season, like the, the or, last season, season before that, I can't remember. Um, but uh, the Avs traded for somebody and his girlfriend played for the Whitecaps and like, uh, they, they basically oh. like they basically like broke up with the Riveters like on Twitter and became like Whitecaps fans because
0: oh god um, I forgot who it was
2: I can't remember who it is either but it, like it Didn't was two it, seasons because I was in Tampa I was in Tampa when this happened and um, I was like, this, "It's really messed up to like break up with your woho girlfriend on Twitter when they're in the middle of
0: playing a hockey game. Like that's rude. <laughs> that's rude, um, for real." So, but yeah, yeah. the compassion he did which- used to play in Minnesota. Okay, I was right. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> um, in the
2: twelfth round, we did see Olivia Zafuto go to New York. Another confusing one, Cheyenne D'Arcangelo now plays in Boston and not Toronto. Um, And Michaela Cava was drafted by Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And then round 13, we had Liz Schleppers go to Minnesota. Amanda Boulier go to Ottawa. And Elaine Chuli go to
0: Montreal. Ah, no, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. (laughs) That is so wrong. She belongs in Toronto. I'm aware. What? What? I know Jillian
2: Dempsey belongs in Boston.
0: I mean, yes, but like we're talking about a goalie here. Like what?
2: I know. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: You can't. Uh, you can't do
2: that. I trust. Like my brain started to break when some of these players were drafted by some of these teams because it was like, no, Colleen I mean,
0: Julie doesn't no. play in Montreal, Toronto. No. Yes. What? Yes.
2: Um, and I'm Sophie, very heated me.
0: about this now.
2: No trust. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. If you go on women's hockey Twitter right now and talk about Elaine Chooley or Jillian Dempsey or Cheyenne Dark Angelo or, or some of those real, like uh-huh. these were franchise faces. Yeah. You will meet all of the people who are just as confused as you. Um, Anne-Sophie Bati was shockingly drafted by Montreal. They did pick up several French Canadians along the way. Um, oh. Whale star Katrin Lonergan was drafted by Ottawa. Um Emma Woods is going to New York. Mintu Tuomanen is going to Minnesota. Sidney Brott was drafted in the final round, the 15th round by Minnesota. Olivia Knowles to Toronto, Jess Healy to Boston, and Alex LaBelle to New York. Um, the last draft pick, Lena Lundbaum, I believe that it was announced today that she actually will not be playing in the PWHL this season. Hmm. Um, I, I believe she like opted out at some point and maybe the news just didn't get there. <laughs> now you may be noticing there's a lot of significant women's hockey names that are missing from this draft list. Um,
0: Sororia Tinker.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michaela Grant-Mentis. Yeah. Yeah. Allie yeah. Dunstrom. <laughs> That's Kelly, ba- Kelly Babstock.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Madison Packer. Yeah. Nora Ratty. Becca Gilmore, as in like USA Hockey goaltender. Becca Gilmore. Maddie Rooney. Like. Do you know how many goals have been left on the table by just like a couple of these names? But I'm so confused. I, You and me and all of the women's hockey world are confused. Um
0: Like, if nobody else, mm-hmm. how do you not draft MGM? Or Sororia Tinker.
2: Either one of them. You want to know what a lot of those players had in common? Several of them are people of color. And that was pointed out by Erica Ayala on, on Twitter. That Kelly Babstock mm-hmm. and Sororia Tinker... And Michaela Grant Mentis, several other players.
0: Yeah. Um, just prior you know, to the I act, was I was thinking it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go mm-hmm. there in case that like wasn't a thing.
2: Yeah. It was pointed out by many people on Twitter.
0: Okay.
2: I first saw it from Erica Ayala, who of course I love listening to her call hockey games. Um I hope that we get to hear that again. Mm-hmm. Um, her voice on the broadcast just brings me sunshine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I really hope that we get to hear that this season. I don't know. Nothing's really been... We don't know anything! Um,
0: Like, I think it's preposterous that Allie Thumtrum wasn't drafted, obviously, because I fucking love Allie, and she's the reason I like Woho to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, like, MGM, mm-hmm. you, you can't... Mm-hmm. Answer it. like you said, like, mm-hmm. if you're if you're starting a Woho team mm-hmm. and you have this whole pool of players to choose from mm-hmm. and they're in there yep, you go, I'm blessed and I am taking them mm-hmm. to my team.
2: Sam Wesmer I love her. Um, I tweeted during the draft that like, how is Michaela Grant-Mentis still on the board? Mm-hmm. And she responded we should get her and start a new team and make her our captain.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We all need friends to support us like that, because I mm-hmm. will happily go grab grabbing Kayla Grantis and start the seventh PWHL team right now. Uh,
0: yeah, right now the Chicago the whatever she wants it named. I don't care. It could be whatever she wants, just as long like, as it's not not Fire.
2: Like I know that that team already exists in another way, exists. but we don't we don't talk about Fire in the city of Chicago. Yeah,
0: yeah. We don't. <laughs> Nope. It exists, nope. it's a it's a soccer team, and they suck because you know they yeah. took the name, but
2: yeah, like they cursed themselves by naming themselves a Chicago Fire. I'm just
0: saying, they did. Like, I would legitimately be like, What do you want this team to be named? Mm-hmm. and she could tell me and be like, Okay, <laughs> you got it, let's do this. <laughs> this is your team, <laughs> Danny. I need some seed money to start a <laughs> Chicago
2: based PWHL franchise. Kenya, hook For me real. up. Um,
0: like, do you know? That would be such good press for the Chicago team to do. Like, mm-hmm. I bet like Kendall would get all upset about it, but like just nobody cares anymore. for the next couple of years. <laughs> exactly. So like just, just do it. Like you have fifth
2: third right there mm-hmm. where they could play. Well, apparently they want to play in more established arenas. All right. Um and so and there are gonna be some neutral site games that are played in like NHL and AHL arenas. This coming mm-hmm. up season. Apparently the season's gonna start on the first of January and coincide with the winter classic. That's from... stupid. Yeah. Well and look here, here's my thing. Season one of the NWHL, the Boston Pride did play at the mm-hmm. Winter Classic because the Winter Classic was in Boston. And Dana Lang was severely injured in that game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I have very negative memories associated with women's hockey happening
0: Mm -hmm. at the
2: winter classic and i don't want it
0: yeah but it's just it's stupid so first of all Mm -hmm. like not many people watch the winter classic because it's already competing with the bowl games for Mm -hmm. football and college football Mm -hmm. so you have that and then you have the winter classic for the Devoted hockey fans who mm-hmm. aren't going to be watching the bowl games, mm-hmm. and so there—that's already a thing. Like you know, January first is coming. The Winter Classic is going to be on that day. If you're not watching football, well, you're going to be The Winter watching...
2: Classic, and then also the Heritage Classic happens that day too, right? I, I can never remember. Think it's on the same day. It might be. Never remember. So also the Winter to... Classic this year is in Seattle. Like I just dropped my phone because <laughs> in Seattle.
0: Yeah, that's not wintry. Seattle is not very wintry. Right. But then you're gonna try to have a brand new league that nobody mm-hmm. outside of like the hardcore Woho fans know mm-hmm. what it is. Like you mm-hmm. just tell a random hockey fan who maybe followed the PHF maybe didn't, maybe has never watched women's hockey. That uh, Oh, there's a PWHL game on today. It's their first game as a league. And they're going to be like, what's that? And well, you tell the them it's, it's professional women's hockey. They'd be like, well, I've never heard of it. Why would I watch that? Imagine that. And it doesn't matter how many amazing names are on there who truly deserve to be watched. hmm. They're going to be watching college football or the Winter Classic, or they're going to be so hungover from New Year's Eve they just don't give a damn and they're going to sleep all day. Like it's the stupidest day to start. <laughs> my thing is like if
2: because I've been to a Winter Classic. I went to the one in D.C. with my mom. I went to the one at Notre Dame,
0: Notre Dame. It is yeah.
2: a very long day already.
0: Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, it is. So you're expecting fans. To potentially go to the Winter Classic, watch a full 60-minute women's hockey game, deal with the intermission hubbub Mm -hmm. hullabaloo, and and, and as they get the ice ready for the NHL game, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then stay through that entire hockey game as well. That's not going to happen people are going to show up for the nhl game or they're going to show up and be tailgating yeah outside. i was i was exhausted
2: just like with the the singular winter classic game i fell asleep the, on the
0: bus back from the winter classic game
2: <laughs> the intermissions are longer uh-huh. because there's concerts in each intermission uh-huh. the intermissions are longer the anthem is longer it takes longer to clean the ice because they have to use tiny Zambonis and not big, big boy Zambonis. And then you have to take into account the weather. It's freaking cold. Usually. And hopefully it's cold. And hopefully yeah. the sun's not, you know, hitting a strange angle that gives the goalie an unfair advantage on one end than they have on the other. And they've got to swap sides in the middle of a period. Or
0: they postpone the damn thing until nighttime like
2: I don't know why they don't
0: always just schedule it to be at night like
2: I don't understand like when I went to the one in DC because that's Mm -hmm. the the goaltending switching that I'm referencing because that that happened happened. in the in the first period there was an unfair advantage because of the (laughs) angle of the sun (laughs) coming into the stadium so instead of delaying the start of the game just a little bit because the sun was close to like being behind stadium where it wasn't going to affect anything They decided at the first stoppage in the 10 minute mark of the first period, goalies were going to swap sides. You want to know what (laughs) had happened after the 10 minute mark in the first period? The sun was no longer an issue. (laughs) They could have waited 10 ass minutes. (laughs) They could have waited hell, even 20 minutes. It could have waited because you got to think hockey stoppages, so on and so forth. Could have waited 20, 30 minutes. Started the game. Did you not scout the location before you scheduled the game time? And like, did did you check and see like, where the position of the sun was going to be? Like, Mm -hmm. these things are planned well in
0: advance. Planned. (laughs) They have their location. (laughs) They don't really know where it's gonna be played. Yeah, Um, thankfully the one I went to, it was cloudy, so it didn't really matter. But they did run out of food during the first period. Oh, exciting. Yeah, they like somehow found a hot dog like on the floor somewhere for me when I ordered it. I don't know where it came from. They just walked out of the back they're like I found one. I found a hot dog for you. And you're like, how long has that been here? I know um, I was starving, so I ate it. But I got a beer too to like kill any of the germs that maybe came. There
2: you like go. It. Alcohol <laughs> cleanses the insides. Exactly. Um, the, the last little bit of PWHL stuff before we move on to the thing I really want to vent about, because you and I have already vented about this, mm. and I can't wait to vent about this after we share the very exciting news part before we vent. Uh, Melody Daoust did opt out of the draft, like, hours before the draft. Um, she will be a reserve player for PWHL Montreal, um, but she did opt out just before the draft started. Like People were like, why hasn't she been drafted yet? And we were all like, because she opted out. And they were like, no, she didn't. I was like, it's literally all over the internet.
1: <laughs> um,
2: so the last bit before we wrap up for the day, a really exciting piece of news happened for mm-hmm. anybody who follows women's hockey and minor league men's men's hockey. Mariah Fujimgari, who in 21-22 was the goaltender for the Connecticut Whale, signed a PTO with the Kalamazoo Wings in the ECHL. When I saw that news pop up on my Twitter, my happy little heart. Whoa, what just happened there? I wasn't even touching anything. I have no idea what just happened. Um, <laughs> why were there balloons? I don't know. Why were there
1: balloons? <laughs> what happened? <laughs>
2: StreamYard is possessed, apparently. It's like it was celebrating the news. Know, where I did, it did it they come was from? It was perfect, but where did they come from? Um so my my happy little heart, super excited, very happy, shared it immediately. Because it was posted first on ECHL Week, which is a Twitter page, um, that she had signed the PTO. Mm-hmm. First off, I was excited that it was a woman signing a PTO in the ECHL. Yes. Second, I was excited because it was <laughs> Mariah Fujimagari, former Connecticut Whale goaltender, signing yes. a PTO with the whale or with the whale, with the weights. <laughs> the Fuji was 5 0 0 in 21 22. Like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then, of course, this news makes its way around the rest of the hockey world. And it ended <sighs> up in the echl fan group that i'm in for my local team oh, and the I'm post was essentially i'm not calling them out i'm i'm vaguely calling them out uh, people who the local team that i play that i go to i, I people know if they've listened they know, the if don't know i don't know shocking about uh, <laughs> the post came in the group basically I've seen some news about some lady signing a PTO in the ECHL. What
0: are your thoughts? Oh, that's not so what you ask people from Florida.
2: No. Um, <laughs> so I was like the second comment on there because I'm an admin in the group. So. Oh, I, God bless you. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> that A new post was made. And I was like, Fuji was phenomenal when she played with the whale Mm-hmm. Super excited for her. She's not the first woman to sign a PTO or play. And this is awesome. She's fantastic. She's wonderful. Then comments came in. Well, how is the team going to accommodate her? She's going to have to have her own room and her own locker room. She's not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And she can't change. And you can't do this. And she can't do that. I'm sorry. Is. Are, are you saying that these male professional hockey players are incapable of being in a locker room or a hotel room or anywhere with a female hockey player? Right. Or are you saying that the female hockey player is incapable of being in the locker room, showers, whatever, with the male players? Because it's 2023. Mm-hmm. It's not in the 1970s. Like, players don't shower in, like, a giant tile room with, like, a
0: six spigot, like, pole <laughs> coming right. out of
2: the anymore. Like, like a
0: maypole that they all just stand around. Like. like, that doesn't exist.
2: The locker rooms have shower stalls. Right. Like and everybody deserves their privacy first of all like, yeah like first of all everybody deserves to shower alone in a cubicle right. and not in a giant tile room with a spigot like flower <laughs> yeah. <in the> middle <laughs> room. Um, it's like a sprinkler so, <laughs> like first off those don't even exist anymore it's 2023 it's not 1962. Second, most female hockey players at the elite level have played the majority of their hockey careers on boys or co-ed teams. Because mm-hmm. up until the last few years, girls' hockey on a youth level did not exist. Right. So there were no, like there here there's the the Girls Southern Hockey League, which is amazing. That like is amazing. amazing. And it, it's all teams of all girls. And they're in the South and they play hockey. And I love it. That hasn't existed for very long. Mm -hmm. So they've all, like, these men have played with women and girls on their teams when they were younger. These women and girls have played on teams with boys and men when they were younger. This is nothing
0: new for any of them. They're athletes. They're in there. They're thinking about, the game they're preparing if you've ever met
2: a hockey player of minor league pro up mm-hmm. during hockey season would you like to know what they care about hockey hmm. really? that, like that's it they yeah. have such regimented schedules and they are so in their hockey player mode Hockey players are very much like creatures of habit. They nap at the same time. They eat at the same time. Most of them shower at the same time. They leave the house at the exact same time to go to practice. They leave practice at the exact same time to go home. Like they are creatures of habit. Hockey is a very physically intense sport. They have to be that creature of habit to try and stay as healthy as possible when playing a 70 plus game season of mm-hmm. a very physical sport. They are not like, there's a lady on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go pick her and
0: shower. Right? Like, And if there is somebody yeah. like that. It's They'll probably a good be- thing to know that. They'll be gone real fast. Because that's a
2: bigger problem than... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a bigger problem than there being a woman on the team like if you feel comfortable enough to do that yeah here, if, if you what are you control doing yourself in... around a teammate if you can't control yourself at work yeah what are you doing in your private life
0: exactly so like you and i are both women born as women Mm-hmm. We were assigned female at birth. We are mm-hmm. woman identifying. Yes. And we My have pronouns been... are she, her, same. herself. Like same. I mean, you can call me whatever you want. Uh I don't, I don't just really don't care, call but... me like <laughs> <laughs> But that is how I identify. That is how you identify. We have both <laughs> been through schools in the United States. And what I am wearing right now, which is just a tank top. Wouldn't that have been okay because my shoulders are distracting? Yes. But boys could wear that. Because their shoulders
2: are not distracting. Right. So my favorite comment was, if she can play, why not? To which the original author responded, do you want guys on the girls team? Just saying, it's not fair. So here's the thing: in the NHL, AHL, ECHL, SPHL, and pretty much every other HL that exists, that doesn't and have then a we go w, the pond, <laughs> that doesn't have a W specifically that stands for women in its name, mm-hmm. is not a men's league. Mm-hmm. There is nothing in the rules for the NHL, the AHL. AHL, the ECHL, the SPHL, there's nothing in the rules that say that you have to be a man Mm -hmm. to play. Nothing. Mm -hmm. However, in, say, the PHF, it was a women's hockey league that also had a transgender athlete policy that specifically laid out the steps that you had to have already gone through or about to go through to transition, mm-hmm. either way, male, female, female, male. Mm-hmm. It was outlined because this league was is specifically for women. Mm-hmm. The ECHL, NHL, all those—they are not specifically for men. Traditionally, mm-hmm. the athletes are male. However, in the nineties, men en rayon played with the Tampa Bay Lightning in the preseason. Right. Shannon Zavatos played in the SPHL. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time that a woman has played in the ECHL.
0: Why are they always goalies? Be, huh? I mean, I, I guess I kind of get it.
2: <laughs> so why are they always goalies? <laughs> They're
0: pretty much always goalies. One,
2: because the number of goalies that exist in the world is a very small number. That's fair. Two, most... Women have played on non-contact teams for a long period of time. Awesome. So, I mean, I would love to see a forward or a defense person who is a woman play minor league hockey, AHL,
0: NHL. Yeah. I don't this care. Me wish I'll- I had played hockey when I was younger because I would totally go in there and just wreck shit. <laughs> my, my dream when I was a, a young child was I wanted to play in the NHL.
2: Mm-hmm. But... But I wasn't allowed to play in the NHL. Why? Because I was a girl. And then my own came. And I was like, but look. But look. Mm-hmm. But also, where I lived, there wasn't a lot of room for girls to play hockey. So. is what yeah. it is.
0: I mean, kind of the same here. The Junior Ice Hogs has grown. I don't know if they even call them that anymore. But it's the yeah. same program. But that's it's definitely grown. But it's still more young boys than... And essentially, th- then after the whole,
2: like, blah, well, you know, do you want men in <clears throat> women's league? The person responded and said, if she's good enough when held to the same standards as any other goaltender, more power to her. To which the response was, I think if they're going to do it, then it needs to be both ways. Then guys can play in the women's league. Except, as I explained, there is no rule in any of the leagues that specify mm-hmm. you have to be a man. However, for women's leagues, you have to be born female or identify as female and have transitioned or are transitioning or going through the process. And even on the the other side, Harrison Brown mm-hmm. transitioned and is a, a trans male mm-hmm. and played in the NWHL. Mm -hmm. Harrison Brown is part of the reason the NWHL rebranded to the PHF because
0: which uh, which is amazing I'm not because of that (laughs) it just reminded me (laughs) it just reminded me how mad I was when they named this new league Mm -hmm. because they put the fucking W back in it Mm
2: -hmm. and then the response to my but these rules don't exist you're making up rules that don't exist Mm-hmm. so if one team has a female then all teams get one no one's <laughs> saying that what like
0: no one's saying that nobody's saying that nobody quote unquote wants that like sure it'd be great but nobody's oh, wow, it would like be amazing yeah nobody's like oh they have one so now we just have to conjure one up somewhere because we need one whereas we saw there's...
2: manifest a woman to play there's on our hockey team
0: plenty as we just saw, who did not get drafted into this new fantasy bullshit league mm-hmm. that could play perfectly well in the ECHL or yes. any
2: other league, really. And, and here was my, my favorite comment. Mm. The whole point of having women and men's sports is so they can play with like-skilled opponents. A man on a woman's team would dominate. A woman on a man's team would be dominated. I just don't understand the desire to kowtow to people who obviously only want to play cross-platform because they want to break rules. When you boil it down, this has nothing to do with love of sport and everything to do with hate, anger, and anarchy. If you cannot understand that last sentence, ponder a bit before you reply. (laughs) To which I was like, hate, anger, and anarchy would be great names. Oh, they would. For our women's hockey team. Like, oh, they would. We could have the Boston Angers. Mm. And the Toronto Anarchists. Oh, yes. And the Ottawa Haters.
0: I love it. Like. We need the Chicago our- chaos.
2: That's going to be our team. We'll
0: see. Yes. That's that's our MGM team right there.
2: Our MGM team, (laughs) Chicago. (laughs) Sorry, MGM. We know we said that you were going to name the team, but it just came to us.
0: But but we we have a name now, and I think you're going to like it because you know it's fine. We have a name now,
2: (laughs) and 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 so to this I responded. There are no rules. Again, reiterating, barring a woman from playing in the NHL, the AHL, Mm -hmm. the ACHL, or many other leagues, this has everything to do with love of sport everything to do with love of sport it's not easy i work in a, in a male-dominated industry it is not easy to be a woman in a male-dominated in- industry it is not easy to be the only woman in a locker room for a hockey team it's mm-hmm. not you don't do that unless you love the game mm-hmm She loves playing hockey. She's been given the opportunity to play pro for Keizu. She isn't the first and won't be the last woman to do so. This literally has zero to do with hate, anger, or anger. To which he responded, I refuse to discuss this with you. You are condescending at best and basically rude. No more comments from me. Basically rude. (laughs) It's my new band I, name, Basically Rude. <laughs> my new band name is Condescending and Basically Rude. Yes. Um. To which many of my friends laugh-reacted to that comment on Facebook, which gave us another response. He replied to the comment after saying no more comments from me <laughs> and said, I see all your laugh-reactions, but I've talked to her in the past and I know her. I see. In conclusion, as I step off my soapbox and we get ready to wrap up this episode, because the first one in a long time, we had a lot to cover. Of course, it's long. Let's be Mm -hmm. honest. Of course, it's long. They won't all be this long this season. We promise we will condense them and do the best we can, especially since from now until January, we have no hockey to talk about except for the Blackhawks and Acha. We don't have to cover all of the happenings in
0: <clears throat> five months in one hey, Beth. Yeah. If you had to put money down right now, mm-hmm. will there be professional women's hockey played in January? I'm only saying yes because
2: mm-hmm. Billie Jean King makes things happen, mm-hmm. and I will say yes. I will say that according to the the people who know things, um, there are already negotiations happening on players that are being invited to training camps.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't believe that hockey women. Professional women's hockey will be played on the first of January, <laughs> but I do believe that professional women's hockey will start in January of 2024. First half or second half? I would say the first half. Um, okay. And of course, this is all dependent on like building negotiations and where we're going to play, and all of these other things. You know, having um, like you know, a name. infrastructure. A team name at the league hmm. hockey socks hmm. that match the jerseys hmm. I mean to to take a, a line from Hillary Knight which kills me some professional women's hockey leagues are like glorified beer league and you know you know you know At least beer league teams know where they play hockey every week. You're right. So. uh, I just. I have
0: no faith in this.
2: I look. I had no faith in it when. They announced like two years ago. That the PWHPA was going to start its own league. And then they announced it. Last year and said that Mm -hmm. it was going to be announced. Like during the NHL playoffs. And then. (laughs) Crickets. So I've got nothing. I, and here's the problem. I adored the PHF. I adored the PHF. I adored my Connecticut Whale. I adored all of the people who I met mm-hmm. through the PHF and through the Whale and through women's hockey. I, I love the connections that I've made. And I will forever, ever, ever be grateful that those people exist in my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I adore women's hockey.
1: hmm
2: I will never not support women's hockey. The PWHL, however, is making it very difficult to be as passionate of a supporter of women's hockey as I was for the PHF, Mm -hmm. Because they have made us feel like our fandom isn't good enough. And that our teams didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And that these players that we love and adore, who are very good at the hockey regardless of team yeah very good at the hockey aren't good enough and they're all six gms for the pwhl have made egregious errors Mm -hmm. by not drafting somebody like michaela grittmentis by not drafting somebody like Soroya tinker by not drafting somebody like ali thunstrom and madison packer and, and and i mean the list literally goes on and on and on there were 200 and 63 draft eligible women's hockey players mm-hmm. out of that 263 about 150 of them had already played professional women's hockey in the United States between the PHF and the PWHPA mm-hmm. 90 players were drafted out of that 263 which doesn't include the 18 players who were signed prior to the draft mm-hmm At the end of the day, even at maximum roster space, I have to pull up the calculator because I cannot remember it off the top of my head because I did this math already and it made (laughs) my heart hurt. Mm -hmm. So apparently all teams will have a 23-man roster. Okay. That's 138 players. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So out of that 263, at the end of the day, after all the contracts are signed, after all the training camps are done, after everything... That is still 125 professional caliber women's hockey players who will not have a job playing hockey. And that doesn't include a whole bunch of PHF players who decided not to declare for the draft. Right. A whole bunch of women's hockey players who just recently retired. I mean, Casey Bellamy was going to play for the whale this upcoming season came out of retirement to sign a contract with the Whale mm-hmm. and didn't declare for the draft. So if Mariah Fujimagari wants to sign a PTO in the <laughs> ECHL to play with the Kalamazoo Wings, good. Yeah. If other goalies, forwards, whatever, want to sign PTOs or go to training camps that are open, in the FPHL and the SPHL and the ECHL and the AHL, if they want to play hockey, go. Mm-hmm. Don't, I said this on Twitter, I'm not going to get emotional. Do not let this stop you from playing women's hockey. Yep. Because you are amazing at it. Don't let this stop you. It's just, f- f- it, I, I, I don't. There are leagues, there are women's leagues across the world. Mm-hmm. You've got to go to Sweden for a while. If you've got to go, I, there's, I think the ZHHL, I think that's the women's side of the KHL, okay. if I'm remembering correctly. Because I know that um, the Red Star, the the Kuhnland Red Star, mm-hmm. they have a, a women's team. Because mm-hmm. um, former assistant coach for the Iceman actually coaches the women's okay. team. Um, there are women's leagues that you can play in. They may not pay you as well, but do not stop. Mm -hmm. Like, do not let this dampen your light on the world. Do not let this dampen your love for this game that we all love. Like, I may not play hockey anymore. Um, I'm 37 and I've got a messed (laughs) up foot leg and I'm fluffy. Um, Like, I may not play hockey anymore, but I do whatever I can to stay involved in the game. Mm -hmm. Go to local minor league hockey. I support the youth programs, both boys and girls. There's some really cool stuff that's about to happen when it comes to the the hockey side of things that I'm involved in. Do not let this stop you. Keep playing. Keep fighting for your spot. And the more that you play and the more that you fight for your spot, the sooner I think we'll see expansion teams in the PWH because it is obvious that there is not enough space for the level mm-hmm. of athletes that exist in this sport. It's obvious that the fact that we took 11 teams down to six that is that is five teams worth of professional caliber women's hockey players,
0: 11 competitive teams at that. <laughs> it's not like there were five, great teams and then six Arizona coyotes like yeah this is this is like 11 like
2: we made it into the western and eastern conference finals of the nhl level teams right like they these are professional athletes seven of them were literally professional athletes seven mm-hmm. of those teams because they existed in the premier hockey federation where they paid women A living wage to play the game of hockey. And yes, it
0: took time to get there. But But they they, fought for it. And then it was all just yanked out from under them overnight. They
2: stole our homework and they copied it and then pretended like we didn't exist. So, PWHL, I will support you. I will watch your games. I have no idea who I'm going to be a fan of team-wise. Like, none, zero. Like, I'm leaning towards Minnesota, but then, like, the Chicago lover in my heart is like, oh, Minnesota. Um, Boston I is will just, Austin root is no.
0: For I wherever for- Allie Thunstrom plays, That's I will challenge.
2: For- <laughs> I will root for Kennedy Marchmont and I will mm-hmm. root for Callie Flanagan and I will root for. Um, I mean I I listed off so many of them like so many of them I will will root for Jillian Dempsey in Montreal even though that that is weird I will root for Elaine Chuli in Montreal I will root for Elaine Chuli even though she's not playing in Toronto which doesn't make sense like it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense but you know at least her and Jillian are playing together in a weirdo world that doesn't make sense I, I, just, will su- I will support them. There, there are several national team players who I adore who I will support. There are many who I will not because they have said things mm-hmm. that are hurtful to this game and yep. to these players. Just because and it's things- shrinking the game, not growing the game. Just because things in season one and two may have been difficult and pay may have been not enough and the travel might have sucked. The locker rooms might have sucked and you know per diem definitely sucked that doesn't mean that what they did after that point mm-hmm. wasn't in proof because the facilities got better and the schedules got better and the per diem got better and the pay got better but you weren't there to watch it happen so no. you took your experience from seven years prior and said that that must still be
0: what's happening. It's not how this works. They grew every single year. They had a friggin' ESPN deal. A multi-year ESPN deal. That multi-year. And it was easy to watch PHF games. It was easy to watch
2: them. When they announced the PWHL draft, when I tell mm. you that the initial article didn't even mention that it was going to be broadcast on YouTube, and, I'll, and I was like, oh, cool. We're back to Twitch again. Like, that's... You're yeah. literally regressing. Like, you're taking steps backwards. Like, the, the NWHL started out with the founding four. Mm-hmm. And then grew in its final season to seven teams. Mm-hmm. And they started with not being able to watch the games anywhere. Right. And then being able to watch the games on Twitch. And then signing a deal with ESPN+. Plus. And then renewing that deal for multiple seasons so that there was an easy way to watch women's hockey. They made hockey. Like I have never had more fun watching hockey than I did when I went to Tampa for the PHF playoffs. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: The atmosphere was fun. The giveaways were fun. I still have my lighty up tambourine. It's over here. (laughs) Um, I still have my, my people having fun bracelet.
0: I still have my little light up wand. Uh, it was fun everything the phf was doing was making hockey fun imagine that imagine that and then this comes in and i feel like it's just back to corporate bullshit all over Mm -hmm. again Mm
1: -hmm. and And it's
0: gonna fail i'm gonna say it right now this is this league is going to fail and part of that is because they're alienating the existing women's hockey fans exactly that's how it grows You encourage your fans to be fans of the game, like the players are, Mm -hmm. instead of just making it this weird disconnect. Yeah, you you don't announce
2: on, not even online, like it was breaking from journalists before it was even officially announced by the PHF Mm
0: -hmm. that
2: the league was acquired. And I saw several people call it a hostile takeover.
0: Yeah. You don't do
2: that. You wanted what we already had. And And you wanted it to be yours. And you wanted it to be, we did the, the, the PHF, the NWHL, those players, Madison Packer, who played Mm -hmm. every season Mm -hmm. of the NWHL PHF. There are many other players who were draft eligible, who played every season Mm -hmm. in the NWHL, the PHF, you made it seem like they didn't exist, that the work that they did, didn't happen that Mm -hmm. you are not literally building the foundation of these teams on, on the
0: the graves of the work that they did. And that's why it's so hard for me to support this league. And like you said, Mm -hmm. I'm going to support the wonderful, amazing, talented players who will Mm -hmm. be playing in this league because they want to play professional hockey. Mm -hmm. And now this is their choice because the thing they had worked so hard to build, was yanked away from them overnight. And I. I am all for. I struggle because.
2: I wanted there to be. A league. One mm-hmm. league, yeah, where, But there was players, a league. Yes. But I, I wanted the. Because essentially the PWHPA. They were players on strike. Because a lot mm-hmm. of them in the beginning. Played in the NWHL. Mm-hmm. And then they basically said. You don't pay us enough we're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um and formed the PWHPA. I wanted there to be a moment where these two entities came together and said, we're going to grow this game, and the mm-hmm. only way we can do it is if we do it together, and we stop talking shit about each other, and we do this together, and we take our, our four exhibition teams and our seven teams, and hell, make 12 teams, because we've got all these NCAA players." We've got all these NCAA and all these youth sports athletes, 12 yeah. teams. There's enough. There's enough. Th- there's enough players.
0: There's enough players playing at. overseas in leagues that we just don't have the access to. to I watch. mean, I,
2: today I learned what the ZHHL was. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> I didn't know what half of those acronyms are, but did I care? No, because they deserved to have where they played talked about. Because it wasn't talked about in the PWHL article. They only highlighted the PHF, the PWHPA and NCAA and U-Sports. They didn't talk
0: about any of the others.
2: And I know it's one here and two here. It doesn't matter.
0: That's like invalidating everything that they've built with their career. All the hard work they've put mm -hmm. into to make it onto a team. Mm -hmm. There's limited space on a team. And they I mean, made yeah. it there. We could have two teams of literally all the goalies who were draft
2: eligible. Yeah. yeah. I want to start an all-goalie hockey league. Me too. Oh, where God. they wear I mean. the goalie pads oh. and they fluffy monster it out. Oh, it'd be so great. And also, I feel like an awful human being because I didn't mention this, and I'm so sorry. Carly Jackson was not drafted by the PWHL. Excuse me? Carly Jackson was
0: not mm-hmm. drafted into the PWHL. Okay, one more time. Because I, I don't think I'm understanding what you're saying to me. Let me rephrase. Okay. Carly, the mullet who won the
2: Isabel at the mullet, mm-hmm. Jackson, mm-hmm. twas not
0: mm-hmm. drafted by a PWHL team. Okay, now I understand. <sighs> The list just keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. And I feel
2: awful for not mentioning that sooner. But there's just so many names. There's too many.
0: There's too many. And all of these players deserve to be playing on a professional team. And they were. They were. A lot of these players were expecting
2: to play on a professional team starting next month. Yeah. Because they'd they signed had contracts. contracts. So I just... It's, it's a lot. And, and like we've said, we, PWHL, we will, we will support the athletes that we want to support mm-hmm. who are amazing, who we adore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and Who believe in this game. Who fought for this game. And the good of the game. Not just themselves. It's really hard when people on teams only fight for themselves. Yeah, that doesn't work. So, that's why I'm saying this league's going to fail because that's what it was built on.
2: Yeah. I'm starting to get the sads, so I feel like we have to stop. Because yeah,
0: probably a good idea.
2: I, I don't want to have the sads on the podcast. So Courtney, my friend,
0: <laughs> where
2: can the humans find you on the internet?
0: Oh, goodness. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Courtney Dagger. Soup's easy.
2: Perfect. And I am on the Twitter at wonderbuffers of course make sure you follow the podcast on the twitter as well absolutely at talkwell hockey pod also on the gram same handle uh I, I i'm thinking two weeks we've got training camp to get through um oh my God. and then and then actually wait hold on let me pull up a calendar because what is two weeks Twenty nine. Oh, two weeks i'll be in maryland so uh We'll do something next weekend and then we'll do like a quick little social media shout out. And then
0: there we go. We'll have a preseason game travel. to talk about.
2: Yeah. We'll have preseason, we'll have preseason to talk about. Um, we'll have, you know, some other things to discuss. And then hopefully I've got, Connor
0: Bedard makes us happy.
2: <laughs> and then I've got, I've got personal and business travel all happening in the same week. Like I'm going to my mom's from the fourth to now the ninth, like it was supposed to be the eighth that I flew home um but then my work was like surprise we're having a work trip uh so i'll be in chicago from the 9th to the 11th so um our first episode will probably be after the 11th because you know like the nhl season starts on the 10th uh so we'll have like actual like hockey that matters in the standings to talk about um oh god um, that's weird it, it will be weird this off season has been like fast and slow and crazy and weird and
0: yeah I don't, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. exist. Time doesn't exist. No,
2: time is just a weird construct. So we will catch like you on the next episode. Of... <laughs> yeah. Date TBD because work and life and crazy and but soon. Some somebody... Lady, this lady over here has like a golf tournament this weekend, which is I do why we're here today. So best weird. of luck, to you. Dagger. <laughs> Thank you. We'll beat them all. I've been Beth. That's been Courtney. We will catch you guys next time. Bye
1: There's the windows again what? <laughs> How is this happening? <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's the perfect way to end <laughs> I don't understand, okay? Now avoid the selfie and go enjoy your game as kind.